I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explain why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. Yeah, I've got my coffee. <laughs> my man about to drink coffee at 820. Again, I don't have to work tomorrow because of the crumbling of the fabric of American civilization. Yeah. The panic, the panic of my Fox News adult boss. That's, that's so cool. They, they were like seriously like fortifying the dealership this evening. Like they had like paid some to, company to, to like up. you have to shut up what? Yeah, no, they they had like paid some company to come out on like like three hours notice to like come out and like erect this like skeleton <laughs> or because the dealership is like one hundred percent glass, so yeah. basically like erect a skeleton around it that they could then put up like uh, particle boards in front of so that people couldn't like break the glass. I am going to make it my mission. Tomorrow, I am going to be the person that turns that protest. I'm going to be the agent for that tour. Just they to... also they also had me order like a hundred dollars worth of like water bottles to like hand out to protesters because you know, like initially I thought it was like a goodwill gesture, but I think now based on like the the level of panic that they're evincing, like it seems like that was probably more like a bribe to be like please please burn down another store or nice. Yes. Which yes. honestly, I I am kind of glad that we we close tomorrow just so that I don't have to like stand out on Rockville Pike and represent the like the German automaker brand yes. to like the to the to the yes. police brutality protesters. Yes, I don't. So, I don't. Yes, I don't want to be like the like smiling like we we're with you at insert name of auto dealer here. Like, exactly. I, I don't want to be that guy. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm going to make a point to walk by your dealer and and, and or your dealer, your your employer, and I'm going to take a water bottle from them. And I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. Let's come down here to break this. But you know what? This water bottle right here. You keep these coming. You'll be all right. Well, uh, we we evidently like just gave up on the like. Let's try and put a good face on it, and just went full fear. So those water bottles were closed. So those water bottles are just going to sit there. That's, that's in, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to break in and just get the water bottles. And the best part is we can't even use them for anything else because we normally have to get the, like, to fit them in the fridges that we have for, like, our customer waiting room. We have to get the, like, get the little ones. water bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, no, this time we're springing for the big guys. And so we have, like... 20 cases of like regular sized water bottles that we can now use for literally nothing. That's so cool. Yeah. Hey, you know what that means though? You're probably going to get a case of water bottles and you're probably going to get a lot of water instead of a bonus. Because listen, listen, Matt, listen, Matt, the German industrial concern 
that I represent stands with you. They stand That's with right. the people. Yeah. They will not right. be open to service to people, but you know, no, theoretically no. in some vague way, we're on your side, buddy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which, I, this doesn't, this doesn't really relate, but I, uh, I've told you this before, but I, there was, you know, we have to do like a, like a yearly, like, you know, just sort of general, like company info training. It's always the same info. There's like some safe, safety stuff. There's like, here are the new models for the year. You know? I already know and what you're going like, to say. So happy. There's also some like, you know, company history stuff. Like we want you to know this. And, you know, again, I work for a German automaker and the, the company history lists, it's got like, it's very detailed going back to like whenever we were founded, I don't know, I think the twenties maybe, but don't quote me. I don't care. I skim it. You know, I just kind of skim through just enough to get the, like to pass the multiple choice question at, quiz at the end um but in the history section you know it, there's this there's just this gap in the middle it says from 1939 to 1945 um inactive just there was no history during that time we did nothing the co- it, i think it says the company was shut down which is true only in the sense that it was nationalized exactly producing armored personnel carriers for the very yeah. yeah that's so funky but we, yeah it's it, it did didn't not, make a it, single car. Yeah, that's, I think, true. Technically and, true. And it's true that it did not go by the, the company name that we now operate under because, again, it was just nationalized. We were Deutschland Uber Alles Automotive Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. the, but, the, but if you the look at the line LLC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, parody. Parody. <laughs> not, not in the game. Please but not, but actually not parody. No, it's parody. Keep giving me money. I will. <laughs> I was okay. I was gonna say something really bad, but keep. You edit me. this. You can say it. Yeah. Just say yeah. it. It's just more work for you. Keep paying me in Holocaust doubloons. <laughs> first off, first hold on, hold on. The balloons are Spanish. All right. It was our teeth. Thank you and wedding rings. Yeah. Which that's the thing. Look at that. That's how I get them. That's how I get them. Maybe okay. silicone. Yeah, you're holding up a silicone ring. That's right. They're not going to get was, me. Was was that your thinking when you bought that? Or was it, hmm, a deal? What? Oh, no, 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 no. It was literally, well, it was, that was, okay. I'll be honest. It was not my thinking. But it was not, oh, a deal. It was actually, I am going to lose this. Because uh, I, I was, <laughs> much fatter when I got married and I've lost weight and I'm too lazy to get it resized. And also there's part of me that's like, what if I get fat again? You never know. So um, it, it literally kept just, I'm, I gesticulate a lot as I'm sure if you know me or if you listen to this, you can guess I do. So it was just, it's just been my, my gold ring has just been flying off constantly. So uh, I just got one of these bad boys also so I could wear it at work. Because I was breaking way too many hearts. I had to make a point to tell every woman that I am married. Uh, because okay, it, well, I think that's a good point at which to begin our actual podcast. So let me say hello and welcome to... Nope, nope, you don't get to talk. We're just we're steamrolling right over you and getting into the thing. Welcome to... Uh, you're going to hate it. My name is Rob. My name is you're Commandante Matt of the People's Army. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a film podcast where this week, or every week really, we assign each other movies that we assume the other will hate, 
because we have wildly differing tastes in movies. This week we've got a an interesting combo. Um, I, we, we really do, to, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. This is yes. not our like, not our most explosive, but maybe our strangest. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. This was a weird one, folks. Yeah. Yeah. By folks, I mean our our now our, our two listeners. I we I now can confidently say we have two listeners. That's right. Alex also listened to it and he enjoyed it. So Alex, uh, not a Dan, an Alex. You know all Alex. of Rob. What? Which Alex? I'm not gonna say his last name because then I have no, to beep it. it. I don't. I'm lazy. You know, tall Alex with the piercing blue eyes. You know. What really? Yeah. Alex and I talk not, pretty regularly. Alex and I are buddies. What's it going? I'm buddies with them too. We don't talk so much because I don't talk to anyone. Because, yeah. because the people don't get they don't get to have the uncut, uncensored just for nothing. Okay. Well, let's I don't, I don't I know just, what that means. These are I don't free know podcasts. Either. That's why I was moving on, because it, I didn't have anything to respond to that statement with. I'm gonna keep puffing um, on my cigar. I know. Don't call it a cigar. It's mulch trip mulch clippings in a desiccated leaf um so yeah well, the leaf fell off the uh the casing fell off oh no leaf okay so just loose clippings that have just been like molded into a consistent shape by like again just dampness and heat look at that it's yeah. been sitting out on my porch for three days i'm smoking it having a it's good just... one feeling like a sophisticant folks yeah, I, 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 we're going to edit out the early part, but you were like seriously on the verge of throwing up when you started this thing. And I, I've apparently just developed an immunity in the course of like five minutes because you're now chugging along at just a disgusting pace. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. You just yeah. keep going with anything in life. You just keep going. It's not what? It's going to hurt? Life hurts. Listen, this is, this is what we call Matt's advice corner. Don't listen to your body. It's a liar. All right, so let's let's get started. Our first uh, our first film tonight is Aguirre, The Wrath of God, developed or directed by Werner Herzog from what's it, 1971. I should really do more research for this, but I also am not going to. Am Weihnachtstag des Jahres 1560 erreichten wir die letzte Passhöhe des Andengebirges und sahen zum ersten Mal in den gelobten Urwald hinab. Im Fluss kommt niemand lebend hinunter. Und ich sag dir, es geht doch. Von jetzt an geht es bergauf. Jetzt geht es bergab. So kann es nicht mehr weitergehen, Männer. Das Gelände hier ist so schwierig, dass wir einfach nicht mehr weiterkommen. Wir sind überall Indianer. Aguirre wagt nicht, sich jemals gegen die spanische Krone zu erheben. Wir sind hier nicht in Kastilien. Und ich sage, wir können unsere Aufgabe so nicht erfüllen. Und ich sage, wir erobern jetzt auf eigene Faust. Sei ruhig, Agire. Ist noch jemand da? Er macht so weiter, wie er angefangen hat. Du bist meine letzte Hoffnung. Du weißt, mein Kind, für das Wohl unseres Herrn war die Kirche immer auf der Seite der Starken. Werden wir über diesen ganzen Kontinent herrschen? Wir halten durch. 
Ich bin der Zorn Gottes. I think I, I, I want to talk about Herzog before I talk about the film because Herzog is like he's just I went through a big Herzog phase in like early in film school and he because he's just like he's just like the quintessential just like wild man of film like absolutely nuts um, German director from uh, you know part of the German New Wave along with Vim Vendors we talked about last week uh, Matt is not even listening to me he's so focused on cigar maintenance right now <laughs> I paid like two dollars for this cigar I'm getting every bit out of it I can yeah uh, sure that's yeah we're not gonna dissect that statement <laughs> yeah dissect it why not why don't you dissect so, yeah. it Werner Herzog yeah. is an insane person um, yeah insanely yeah. cool no, I agree. He is insanely cool. Like I, I, I am definitely gonna edit in some like just clips of him talking because he has just like the weird. He just he's yeah. He he's just, he's a creepy German guy, but also dude, like weirdly no, insightful. Do the one where he gets and, shot. Yes. No. There was an interview where he he got shot by like an like an air rifle, not like a he yeah. Get shot by like a bullet bullet, but he got shot by like yeah. a you know an air rifle that like broke the skin. And he just kind of like the the interviewer asks him like, "Do you want to stop?" And uh, yeah. he just says, "No, it was not an it was not a significant bullet." In Germany, uh, I've somehow left a paved road. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares about my films. For example, what's what was that? We quickly realized that some wacko had taken a pot shot at us with an air rifle, and Herzog had been hit. So this, sorry, this literally just happened when we were standing outside there camera. and there was a noise and it was a whiz and you just said, I've been shot. You had, look, you're yeah, bleeding. Yeah. I think here somewhere, yeah. Look, you, I mean, that's a, that's a somebody sh shot at you and created a wound in your abdomen. It's not, not significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People hold up Teddy Roosevelt as like a tough guy. Bullshit. He had like a book that stopped it. My man got straight up shot. Like, like those things are basically guns, but they use air instead. Hence, air yeah. rifle. I'm what they call, this is, see, the commandant that I started off at, I'm a military mind, all right? Uh, but I'm too alpha to have ever served because uh, I don't serve anyone except for the people. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> but, like, they're, they're, like, just go and, like, Google some clips of him talking just because he, he, I yeah. can't, yeah. I can't describe it to you. It's, like, clinical yeah. and creepy but also like he's yeah. like also like he does a lot of documentaries and he does like I, yeah. I generally i generally don't like it when filmmakers like kind of make themselves a character in their documentaries like just because yeah. generally you're the least interesting part of it like yeah. film student Absolutely. white guy the exception is Werner herzog because he's just yeah. he's got so much weird personality like um it's like really insightful and poetic um and also insane like he, you know it's yeah. whenever he starts talking you don't know whether you're going to get something like again just like truly poetic or just like off the wall nuts but like it's always going to be interesting and just watching him like engage with people behave in the world is really really interesting like there uh one of my favorite documentaries of him is uh grizzly man um mm -hmm. which is you're nodding like you've seen it. You haven't seen Grizzly Man. 
first Werner Herzog film I've ever seen was this one. Yeah, I know. But it's 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 a great documentary. You should legitimately check it out. I think I think you would like it. Like I uh, I've seen the I've seen the one it. scene. I've seen the scene. The scene. Yeah, the, the scene it. that I'm about to describe, I think. But but it's about it's about this sort of this guy who he was he was sort of a failed actor who like reinvented himself as a like a wildlife activist, but was not like a a good one, basically. It was basically just a guy who decided to go out and live with grizzly bears. Um, and was eventually eaten by a grizzly bear, you know, which is kind of the only way that story ends. Um, but this guy, this guy ended up like recording his own death on his camcorder. Um, Timothy Treadwell was the guy's name. I'm not acknowledging the burp. Um, that, he just gave me this, this shitty smile after you burped. Like, look what I did. Like, you know, when I the, did. like when the, the cat like drags in a mouse and just leaves it for it and gives you this little like, shitty smile like look what i did that was the look you gave me now you're just fucking around with the lighting in the room but anyway i was talking about timothy some Trump. professional you are <laughs> and there's you know this like the scene the scene where Werner herzog is allowed by like the the coroner i think to listen to the uh i thought it was by the wife i thought she has the recording she has and... the recording but has okay matt matt allow me to explain the scene to you as the gentleman who was actually I've seen, seen the that. scene well, okay, so I've, it's, I've basically seen it. The wife has, I don't, I don't think it's his wife because he and his girlfriend were both eaten by the bear. I think it might be his sister or his mom, maybe. I think sister. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen yeah, the movie. But one, one of his loved ones has this recording of him being eaten by a bear. Um, the, the lens cap was on, so there's no video, but there is audio. Um, and the coroner has heard it, but she hasn't because she can't bear herself to. So she basically, yeah. she, she lets Werner Herzog, um, you know, this guy who's making a documentary about her son's life and death, listen to the recording for her. And there's just this like incredible scene in the movie where he just, you're essentially just watching him watch this or listen yeah. to this audio. Yeah, you, don't to this guy, yeah. you don't hear it yourself. You just watch his face as he listens to it. And then after like, and it's clearly some fucked up shit. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, after he takes off the headphones, he just says to the the loved one, you can never listen to this. You can never mm -hmm. listen to this. Promise me you will never listen to this. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's it's an incredible scene made all the, the more incredible by just the, like, the force of personality Werner Herzog brings. Like, watch just watching him listen to something is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just it that is. weird of a guy. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh... Can I, can I so, tell you... Can I tell you yeah. something real quick? Yeah. I had heard of the Grizzly Man before he died. I don't know fucking how I had heard of him, yeah. but I had. And then I remember hearing that he died. Um, but I remember, I remember, I remember my first thought, and this is, I, I, again, I can't say if this is true or not, or if I'm just making this up in my head, but I, I have this memory, you know, who knows if it's invented mm -hmm. or not, who cares? I have this memory of thinking like, Man, how are you gonna get killed by a bear? <laughs> <laughs> but but I, that's actually kind of relevant because because the movie, and then Herzog's like filmography generally is really obsessed with like the brutality and and of nature and sort of mm. our weird kind of tenuous relationship with it. Like oh shit, um, the yeah, movie. which. 
which I mean, this movie, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, is a really good example of. Um, but it's not is that the you only say, one. You say it, Aguirre? I, I don't know. I, okay, I don't know. That's how I'm going to say it. I think that's how they say it in the movie, but the, the like, they're all speaking fucking German, which, okay, can we just say real quick? Incredible. I, like, that was so, that made it so hard to watch all these fucking people who are supposed to be Spanish just being like, yeah, that's is good. Yeah, so so real quick, the yeah. movie is about uh, that we're talking about is about conquistadors making their way up uh, a tributary of the Amazon to look for El Dorado, and essentially just going like the whole mission falls apart and they all go crazy. That's the movie in a nutshell. But mm-hmm. so they're they're supposed to be Spanish, but the uh, you know Herzog obviously is German. The pri- the main actor um, Klaus Kinski, who we'll get into in a second, but my God. Yeah, he's German, but actually, interestingly, the whole movie was, like, there were, like, I, I apparently there were, like, 15 or 16 different nationalities represented on set, and the only mm. language shared between all of them was English. So, originally, actually, all of the dialogue was recorded in English, um, but they have to post-sync the sound, you know, they have to dub almost all of it. Um, in in most movies, oh, really, but especially yeah. it's especially common with European movies. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and and also it just hit me. I was like, they're in the middle of fucking Amazon. You know what I mean, right? Like, yeah, like, like, it's I'm sure noisy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you shut those fucking monkeys up? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think. Are there monkeys? There are monkeys in the Amazon. There are monkeys in the movie. But I was like, are there yeah. monkeys in the Amazon? And apparently, they had like initially planned to post sync it in English too. Um, but well, like the. The guy who was, like, the whole, okay, so we're going to get into this more in a second, but the whole shoot was just a total, like, shit show. And, like, mm-hmm. the guy who had, like, the audio recordings was, I guess, one of the producers and literally just took off with them with the last of their money, too, at the end of the shoot. So That's they had so to, cool. like, they had to do the, like, the um, the post-dubbing recordings, like, on the super cheap real quick. Like, they wanted to do it in English because they thought it would get them wider distribution. Um, yeah. But they were like, okay, we just have to throw this together at the last minute. We're we're in Germany at this point. Everyone is German. We're just going to do German. Um, yeah. And there there are like yeah. rumors that like Kinski didn't even record his own dialogue. They had someone else record it for him just because he was like so so much like fuck you to everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I I believe that. Yes. Um, so before before we get into to all that, because there is a lot to unpack, I just want to go through Herzog a little bit more. Like. Um, mm-hmm. He um. So he's German. He's German, and he's crazy. Um, yes, and like, in like his, a very unique way. I just want to say, yeah. this, like he's not. Yeah, he's not like Charlie Sheen kind of crazy, or like no, one of those like or me crazy. He's like. So I think the best way yes. to to like get at the kind of crazy he is is he actually he filmed this movie on a stolen camera. Um, yes. He, he said, you know, when he was a film student in Munich, he basically just said, I wanted to make movies. And there was this camera just sitting there. And let me read the exact quote. Um, I have it here in front of me. Just give me one second. That's so cool. Yeah, go uh, ahead. It was a very simple 35 millimeter, cam- 35 millimeter camera, one that I used on many other films. I do not consider it a theft. For me, it was truly a necessity. I wanted to make films and needed a camera. I had some sort of natural right to this tool. If you need air to breathe and you are locked in a room, you have to take a chisel and hammer and break down a wall. It is your absolute mm-hmm. right. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, so, again, yeah. So the way Agreed. I would describe him is he has hardcore German poet brain. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, like yes. I have, I have a natural right and indeed a duty to create. Like, yes. Yes. Um, yes. He's Much like, like if, me. Yeah. If you gave like Rilke a camera, he'd be kind of like Werner Herzog, I think. Um, I know Rilke? that reference. Uh. Yeah, that's how you pronounce that guy's name, right? The... I don't know who this is. Okay. Um, Rainer Maria Rilke. Who's a... Oh! Rainer! Yeah, you don't know him. It's cool. I have yeah. no idea the fuck this guy. Yeah, Matt, I read Matt, poetry. Matt, would you believe I made that reference just for me? Just for I, me? I, for but you. absolutely. Just for me. The only poetry I've ever read is I read Irish poetry one time just to make fun of it to you. Yeah, I believe that. That is the one. That is the last time I read poetry. That was like two years ago. Still getting yeah. material out of it, though. I have I poetry say. on my nightstand right now. You um, fucking do, don't you? Yeah, yeah you do. I do. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But um, what was I saying? Uh, he also like what again. He also saying? has like, but his particular like pet obsession is just like an, an obsession with like kind of our relationship to the natural world, and mm-hmm. you know, it, which fits with like the whole like romanticist you know thing that he's got going on you know they were very obsessed with like not with reason but with like passion and nature and things like that so is he Mm -hmm. like that's his whole thing like he fits in very well with like german romanticism Mm. um only on film and you know he in like different types of settings and you would you know he's not talking about like you know bavarian mountaintops although he has made a couple of movies like heart of class that are set in that kind of environment but he's he's a lot of his movies like this and Fitzcarraldo are set specifically on like heart of darkness type journeys like mm-hmm. into the like into the jungle down a river um, yeah yeah so, and because of his just like weirdo passion he has a tendency to make movies that like have troubled productions you know yes. um Yes. So th- this uh, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, had a famously troubled production, but it isn't even like the most insane movie he ever tried to make. Nope. Which would probably. Well, do you do you do you know about about Fitzgeraldo, Matt? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I know everything about it. Yeah. Well, you just yeah. You just said no, like you like you had this like a story queued up, like you knew exactly what I was talking about. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, 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 no. When he what's it called? No, he went to go make this movie. Here's what he did, right? So he went to go make this movie, and then uh, he shot the entire movie, and then he found out he forgot to put the film in. And then he went, oh, no, I forgot to put the film in. And uh, then, uh, but luckily, Mr. Feeney came through uh, and got him the film and um, helped him explain to the class that he had to reshoot it. Um, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting off this bit, but I think you're... Legitimately, just, legitimately felt physically sick for a second. Uh, there was a lot of pressure. Yeah, I, I don't it. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to just force <laughs> you to play out one of your own bits because you you clearly start all of them having no idea where they're supposed to go. Like, yeah, you're like a, you're, no, you're like I, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like a dog I, I'm who's not... finally caught a car. Like, what yes, are now, yeah. We, I, I I remember when I was a kid. This one time, I was at my buddy Jordy's. Uh, uh, it's like bar mitzvah party after the service and we go back to his house and, and, and Jordy's like, Matt's like one of the funniest guys I know, Matt, you should get up there and do stand up. And I, I went up in front of a bunch of his friends, right? Like these people I didn't know. And I was like, I really want them to think I'm cool. Right. And like, I just 
ate shit because they were like, go up there and like be funny. And that's the thing. I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm not a storyteller. All they can do, you just got to give me something and then I can go like, that's dumb. And then that's it. That's all they can do. I just react. I'm a pure, I'm, I, I'm I a think what, I think what you're saying is you're just a bully. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's it. That's all I am. That's yeah. all I am. I just hit your books out and that's all I have. I have nothing. There's nothing. Aguirre, the wrath of God, though. Let me tell you about a troubled production, okay? You want so to talk actually, about Kyle Klausky uh, and his whole thing. <laughs> I know his name is Klinsky. I know. He served it's in the Vermont. It's Kinsky, but Well, that too. Yeah. But, but before I – I, I just want to finish my last little setup bit. So – I just by which I basically just want to talk about the movie Fitzcarraldo because it's it's nuts like Fitzcarraldo. Werner, yeah, I know. Werner Herzog is like the kind of director where there have been several movies made about the makings of his movies by other oh, people yeah. that are like almost as good as his movies. Um, yeah. Like, so he made this movie Fitzcarraldo, which is kind of it's it's a similar setup to to Aguirre the Wrath of God, where it's about a guy played by Klaus Kinski going down the Amazon River to like wait what oh he made five movies with klaus kinski but but how many of them involve him going down the amazon two that i know of okay Um, still more than i would think because you think you've done the one yeah and it went really bad but they decided to go to do it again like almost exactly a decade later that's Um, so cool so yeah so fitzcarraldo is about klaus kinski it's both it's based on our a true story actually about this guy this guy in uh i don't know somewhere in south america who's obsessed with opera and has decided that he wants to build an opera house in the rainforest to kind of like stake out a spot for civilization and all that chaos um so There's a lot of cocaine in south america so it checks out but this is like this is i think like 19th century um there's still yeah what 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 well, what, what, what you think cocaine was invented okay. by the cia in the, okay, in, the okay. in the 60s yes continue I don't think you, I don't think you needed it though. You just needed to be an insane like Klaus Kinski esque guy. Um, yeah, well, yeah, okay, do yeah. Like that. I will say I've never so done anyway, cocaine. I haven't either. But anyway, so his this guy's plan is he's going to um, bring a riverboat down the Amazon, and then drag the riverboat over a mountain, and then set it up, set it up in you know in the jungle as his opera house. That's um, genius. And so it, in, real, in real life, when this guy tried to do it, he disassembled the boat to try and bring it over the mountain, you know, because it's insane no. to try and drag a boat over a mountain. But Werner Herzog has a very strong, like, um, again, poetic impulse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, he's, he's sort of a, an heir to the German romantics who were, mm-hmm. all, they were kind of a reaction against the Enlightenment, which was very obsessed with logic and reason and civilization. And they were like, no, mm-hmm. we're going to write poems about passion and nature. And, mm-hmm. and Herzog is big into that. And a part of that is he is very opposed to special effects. One, I, one he's going to, if there's a thing he can do, he's going to do it the biggest version possible. And he wants it to be as real as possible too. You know, he doesn't like artifice. He wants to do the real thing, you know. Um, so he decided that he is, he would actually drag a real riverboat over a mountain as a part of this film shoot. And it was al- also a bigger riverboat than the one <laughs> the actual guy tried to do. And I should note, I'm pretty sure the real guy actually failed. Um, but he was like, I'm going to do him one better. Um, 
And like there were multiple engineers on set being like, you cannot physically do this. If you try, the ropes will snap and people will die. Um, he was like, fuck it, Who I'm cares? gonna do it anyway. Yeah, and so there's this movie made about the production of Fitzcarraldo called um, Burden of Dreams that was made by, it was essentially made as like, almost like a making of documentary by like two people who, you know, were just around. Um, or I, they like set out to make a documentary about him because they knew that he was a crazy person who's trying to do a crazy thing. And it is just, uh, it is just one of the most fascinating, like just portraits of someone just trying to do the dumbest thing possible and just absolutely losing their mind. Or there is one of the most famous clips of Herzog is a clip from this movie um, where he's just sitting like, you know, after like a hundred days of just trying and failing to like drag this fucking boat over this fucking mountain and having like crew members like mutiny and people are getting like bitten by snakes because they're out in the jungle and they just have this scene of him just like sitting on this log looking completely dejected monologuing about how of course we are challenging nature itself and it hits back it just hits back that's all and that's grandiose about it and we have to to accept that it is much stronger than we are Kinski always says it's full of erotic elements. I don't see it so much erotic, I see it more full of obscenity. It's just, and nature here is vile and base. I wouldn't see anything erotical here. I would see fornication and asphyxiation and choking and fighting for survival and growing and just rotting away. Of course, there's a lot of misery, but it is the same misery that is all around us. The trees here are in misery and the birds are in misery. I don't think they, they sing, they just screech in pain. <laughs> it's the most like depressed German thing you could possibly do. Um, yes. And it's wonderful. So I, I yes. just, I, I only oh, mention that <laughs> to describe what kind of man Werner Herzog is. A um, cool one. I mean, honestly, again, I was a huge fan. I still am. I how love his movies. How could you not be? Yeah. How could you not be? Yeah, I, I know. I actually know. I know how you cannot be. Uh, uh, your name is uh, 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 Klaus Kinski. That that is. Yes. That is how. So yes. That so is how you are not. Yeah. So let's I mean, let me intro the movie real quick. So it's again, it's basically it's about it's extremely loosely inspired by the actual story of a conquistador. Um, like going down the, you know, again, some tributary of the Amazon to try and find El Dorado, um, who then, you know, as on the mission, mutinies against the leadership and, you know, like crowns himself mm -hmm. like king of the world, essentially. Emperor, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, du the, du the dude loses his fucking mind. Um, there's very yes, little actual, like, he, he, when he was writing this, he was not, like, when Herzog was writing this, he was not, like, going for historical accuracy. Again, he's, he's a poetic filmmaker, not a you know, even his like documentaries openly have like elements of untruth in them. You know, if he, he he actually wrote this really interesting essay about what he calls ecstatic truth. Like where basically what you're trying to do with even documentary filmmaking is trying to get at like the sort of like deeper poetic truth under like the literal facts mm -hmm. or something. So mm -hmm. he, you know, like as, as an example of that, he has this documentary um, about called Little Dieter Needs to Fly. That was about a, like a fighter pilot who was shot down over Vietnam and, you know, spent some time in like Viet Cong captivity. And, you know. Dieter? 
he was he was a German guy who emigrated to the U.S. Um, and then ended up in the Air Force. It's it's that's not important. The important thing is this is a documentary about a guy who spent years in captivity, and so to open the movie as he, he says. <laughs> Not, not not getting into the politics of that. But, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a strong stand. Vietnam, everything we did was great. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. Every single day, yeah. good. Yeah, we, we were. Yeah. It was good that we were there. It was good what we did. The, <laughs> those dams broke on their own. Um, that's right. Every. <laughs> but, but anyway, he uh, he opens that's this right. movie with a scene of oh, of this former POW. <laughs> going around his house and making sure that every lock on it is unlocked. You know, every door, every window is unlocked. Um, you know, ba basically as like, just as like a metaphor of like, this is a guy who's deeply afraid of like containment or entrapment. You know, he wants to be unconstrained. And like, he like, and, and, and it frames this as like, this is a routine that this guy goes oh, through every man. day, which is, but he's like, but, he doesn't like that's not that was something that Herzog came up with like how to express how this guy feels because mm -hmm. like the truth of this guy is he does feel like scarred by his confinement and like wants to feel like normal and free and you know they like came, together came up with this way to express that and they're like very it's it's not like they they're very open about the fact that they did create that you know he talks about it in interviews it's not like it was hidden like they were trying to pull a fast one on people it was just we need to find a way to express something in this mm -hmm. um anyway that was a, a long rambling tangent um no it was good it was good you fucking pigs learned something for once in your <laughs> damn life all of you how dare you listen to this you learned something you're but, alive <laughs> yeah so again anyway the the movie is about this conquistador. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with like the real one really, other than it's about a guy who went crazy yeah. going down the Amazon. Um, yeah. He was the, there, like, there literally was a guy named Aguirre and he called himself the wrath of God. And who cares past that? Yeah. That's about the extent of the similarities. Like he wrote, yeah. he wrote the, the, like the whole script in like a fevered, like, like a fever state almost like he was in, like he was on a trip with his football team and got like inspired on the bus and just like wrote That's the so whole cool. wrote the strip the script like on the bus on the way back from whatever football match they were at like it's a german football club so someone was drunk and like puked on the on the script and he just like threw out those pages and never rewrote them um That's like, so, god yeah Ugh. he's he's so cool um he's so cool <laughs> That, that that that's the thing. The, the the title of this show really falls apart when you put a man like Brenner Herzog on my plate because it's like, no, I'm just going to enjoy this. Like, just I, I, honestly, Matt, I have kind of at this point just accepted that that the you in the title is me, and the real <laughs> yes. setup of this podcast is I get to advocate for movies that I like and expose you to culture, and you reward me by torturing me with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> but. Like I'm honestly, I'm not even really trying to piss you off most of the time anymore. It's just no. like I I want yeah. to talk about Aguirre, so we're gonna talk about Aguirre. Yeah, and you exactly. might like it, and you I might let not you like it, but but I get to do yes. what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. And like and like you said, your penance for daring to try to teach me something and culture me is I make you watch movies that I saw in the theater in the early two thousands. So yes. yeah, yeah. So, which I guess has. All of them. I guess it's every single movie that came out in the early 2000s uh, that failed the Bechdel test. None of the good ones. No, like, no, yeah. Not, anything not, that's I, like under 60 on Rotten Tomatoes, you were there. 
I was I was there. I paid ten dollars to go see it. Yeah. Uh, my dad paid six dollars because he lied about being in the military. Um, <laughs> what's it go? Yeah. Whatever. That's, I've literally seen really him fun. try to do that. I've literally seen him try to do that. And the funny thing is, now he is in the military. So now he's. I've it's never seen him like karmic penance. Yeah. He did I tell you what he did? He got me. So he he got us all T-shirts that were like you know whatever of a U.S. Army soldier. But they're out of sun. So I have a t-shirt now and I wear it because it's hilarious. It says brother of a U.S. Army soldier. <laughs> <laughs> and I wear it knowing full well I going to be like, oh, what? Your brother served. Yeah. Oh, he served. Oh, he abs- my brother absolutely did serve. He did. He served he, what? Yes. Three to five? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, eight and a half months in and then a month and a half White House. That's what he did. Oh, that's really, yeah. that's, that's, that's much lighter than I would have anticipated for domestic terrorism I, involving weapon of mass destruction. You, you'd think. He is a felon, yeah. though, but he, so, but he can vote, so there's that. He's not that bad a felon. Okay, uh, well, what's it? Get, it's I, nice yeah. being white. It, it really is. It really is. Yeah. It really, I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta say, can you imagine if he wasn't? That'd be really bad. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. No, he oh, would man. be in Gitmo. But absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And anyway, about Aguirre. Um, so so they film. They they make this movie, which is basically again just it's Heart of Darkness. You know, it's about going yeah. going crazy in the jungle. And they film it like totally guerrilla style. You know, um, they just by which I mean. Why are you laughing? Because I was like, I was like, there aren't gorillas in the Amazon. <laughs> no, by which, by which I mean, it's just super low budget. They just, they take everything they need with them into the jungle. There's no set, you know, they just go in, they shoot, they do it all for real. Um, are you still there? You froze. I'm still here. No, okay. I thought, no, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought gorilla, like the monkey, and then I, I realized that. what I had thought, and then I hung my head in shame. So fucking stupid. Anyway, it's cool. What I, I mean, what I really mean is that just everything that you see happening is, like, actually happening. Like, it opens with this, like, really precarious, des- like, descent of the whole crew coming down this really narrow mountain staircase, you know, down the sheer rock face. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like just the most dangerous thing in the world, you know, like the people navigating like two feet of rock steps in like heavy armor, like carrying baggage. There's a palanquin, you know, there are donkeys Mm -hmm. and like no guardrail. And like, they were just actually doing that. Like that wasn't a set. There was no like special effects. They just had all these people winding down this mountain staircase. Like someone should have died. Yeah. At some point, like later on in the movie, they build rafts to like ride down the, the river, like including through rapids. Like they actually just had people standing on these rafts and were filming them. Like there's no like real special effects. Everything that you see happening actually happens. Like at one mm. point, you know, they like, again, they're just out in the jungle. So they had a lot of trouble like just getting places. They had to like hack paths through the underbrush. You know, at one point the, the river flooded and just completely washed away all of, you know, all of their equipment all of their props they they end up like incorporating that into the movie you know there's a scene where they like come to find their rafts washed away it's just that just they incorporated that just because that actually happened 
you know. Did it actually? Like, yeah. Yeah, they were they were just out in the jungle dealing with the jungle. Like the story that is told in the film in a lot of ways is the story of the making of the film. Huh. Like because the you know the way they made it is they went out in, into the jungle and went crazy. You know, they tried to accomplish something and were just, you know, rewarded by with their for their hubris with just everything nature had to throw at them. You know, as they should have um, been. Um <laughs> What's it called? Yeah, no, no. Wait, so because like, because I remember like watching the movie and being like, being like, holy shit, this seems really real. And then thinking like, yeah. there must have been like speed boats or some sort of motorized boat in the thing, nope. but, like just in case. So you, because like they're wearing armor, like so yes. you 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 jump in that. I mean, you fall in that drink, you're just done. Yeah, and I like especially in those scenes, I cannot like <laughs> overstate how rickety those rafts look. Oh my god, yeah, no, yeah, they're not, they're barely wraps. They are like standing on popsicle sticks, basically. Yes, 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 exactly, yes. It looks like a, it looks like a, a, a blown up size thing of like something like my kid would make in class. Yeah. Like someone (laughs) should have died in the Yeah, absolutely. And someone, I mean, multiple people all, almost did, including at the hands of Klaus Kinski. I think it's, it's time that we talk about that. Um, yes, yes, absolutely. So, so Klaus Kinski is the star of the movie. He, he plays Aguirre. He's, you know, a, was a German actor, obviously. Um, he and Herzog had actually been roommates briefly, and that's why Herzog wanted him for the part, because he knew that Klaus Kinski, Kinski was actually an insane person. Like, legitimately, yeah. like, Herzog is, like, weird and, you know, again, has, like, terminal poet brain. But, like, you know, can, like seemingly like go about in society and like function normally klaus kinski cannot you know if he had not been an actor of some talent he would have been in a mental ward like yeah it's kind of the you and i dynamic way more so but just oh yeah no turned up like a thousand yeah Yeah, but like yeah yeah Yeah. who are you i i think i'm obviously herzog but i would say you're obviously herzog yeah yeah, you you have fought more people than I have, which I think I have. Kinski. I have I have tried to fight people in the last three months. So yeah, yes, sucks. I've seen At you try work. to fight some people. Yeah, you actually have. I forget that. Yeah, you've seen me try to fight people, but and not just like a person. I tried to fight. You saw me try to fight a group of people. Yes, over almost nothing. Yes, you were just. Like, I was. It's it's Matt's day to be sheriff. <laughs> I was so ready. I was so ready. I was like, those pear-shaped motherfuckers. Yeah. I was um, so ready. Anyway, so... Like, <laughs> Two kids. That's hilarious. Sorry, continue. So so Herzog, like, sent the script to Kinski and didn't hear from him for a while. And then one day got, like, a call at, like, four in the morning that was yep. just, like, incoherent screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and it took him like an hour to figure out that the person on the other end of the line was Klaus Kinski, who like was in love with the screenplay and was trying to express that, but like couldn't find words for it. Um, you know what's so cool about that story though, that like I just thought about is like you pick up the phone middle of the night and someone mm-hmm. just like screaming wildly in German, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that matters. You're also German in this scenario, right? But just scream wildly and you don't hang up the phone. You right. try to be like, okay, okay, who is this? I need to I need to solve this mystery. I, me, yep. that's because, because, hung because up. 
Yeah. Our buddy Vert, Werner is someone who plunges into the heart of the unknown. He solves Absolutely. life's great mysteries. He does not shrink from them. Absolutely you know? not. Yeah. So anyway, um, so he and he and Kinski, you know, after initially having, you know, sharing a passion for this project, very quickly came to like absolutely fucking hate one another. Um, there's another, yep. in addition to Burden of Dreams, there's another great making of movie about sort of the, the collaboration between Herzog and Kinski. Yeah, yeah. Um, My Best Fiend, was actually, which was actually directed by Herzog. Um, Wait, it was directed by, I, didn't, I knew that it was made, I didn't know it was directed by. That, yeah, Herzog actually made that one himself. Um, that's so he, funny. He and Kinski made five movies together, despite hating each other. They just sort of shared this, like, you know, they had kind of a bond. You know, they were they were into similar things. They were, you know, Kinski was another kind of weird German romantic, just a mm-hmm. much more unstable one. So, mm-hmm. you know, it they kind of flowed along a similar channel. They just mm-hmm. couldn't help by, from like, well, Kinski really couldn't help but just butt heads with anyone he was around. Um, mm-hmm. So they, you know, there were stories of them like, like just on this on the set of Aguirre, like Kinski at one point threatened to you know, tried to walk off and like Herzog apparently like threatened him with like yeah death. Yeah. Um I, th- I think like, I think the exact words were if you do that I will kill you and then myself. Yes, yeah. And yeah. so there are like there are rumors which don't seem to be true, but like spring from that where like, you know, would the rumor is that Kinski, like Herzog had Kinski at gunpoint during certain takes, like mm-hmm. um, basically like the core of this disagreement was that, I mean, that they're just two like out there personalities were kind of like destined to clash, but specifically they, they really disagreed about how Kinski was going to play the role mm-hmm. um, because Kinski is a really like turn it up to 11 type guy. He wanted to be just like totally maniacal, 110% out there. Whereas, you know, um, Herzog was more of like, I want this guy to be kind of a, a muted kind of crazy, like a little, yeah. you know, almost like a coiled snake, you know? And then the, mm-hmm. the crazy can like flash out at the end a little bit. We want to build to that. You know, we want it to be kind of a, a low threatening simmer through most of the movie. Whereas Kinsey was like, no, I'm going to be singing fucking opera the whole time, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. They fought a lot about that specifically. And so apparently what Herzog would do was he would like, you know, wind up Kinski and get him to throw a tantrum, which I, I would assume was not hard. And then once he had like totally like wasted all of his energy, then he would film a take. Like <laughs> Kinski just didn't have the energy to be anything other than muted. Maybe I'm Herzog. You might be Kinski. I, I, I think there's probably a little bit of both of them in both of us. There's but... a little bit of both. Yeah. Because 90% of our relationship is me winding you up. That's true. That is true. Do you wind you me? That. You don't really. No, you wind me up a little bit, but yeah, but I'm. I'm it's more way easier to wind me up. You think you're more windable? Mm, well, no. I just. I never want to wind you up because you you wind yourself up easily enough already. So I'm not like, I, I'm not like turning the watch on the back of that toy soldier it's gonna walk on its own i don't need to do it exactly yeah want to. i'm trying yeah. to get it to stop <laughs> just just shut the fuck up yeah just just for what yeah Bruce, but that's the thing it's just i mean it takes just the littlest push and then i am off yeah right also i feel like i like 
tell i will just tell people i'm like oh this winds me up if you want the wind me up do this versus yeah. you i've had to study you for years yeah. to figure out how to wind you up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think the i think the i think the first like six months i knew you you said about five words it's probably so, true yeah that's probably true i think yeah and i just but it was fine because i could talk all i wanted <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's also an important foundation of our relationship like yeah yeah yeah, because I yeah, when period. I don't want to talk, I can just coast, and that's beautiful for me. It's it's and 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 honestly, my coasting is talking. I know. It's, yeah, we can both be coasting at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, you know those cars where like you gotta, you you like hit the gas to make them stop. No. I think this is a real thing. I don't know. Someone knows what I'm talking about. For it. Look at the actual pain in my face trying to think right now. I know it's pretty. It's pretty incredible. Sorry, but, but uh, 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 Kyle Kinski, um, what's it called? Uh, so, so yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you know stuff. The most prominent incident of him being just fucking nuts was just one night. You know, the the crew was all like gathered in you know this big like pavilion, like tented pavilion they had to like you know just hang out. That was their like mess hall or whatever. And, you know, it was late at night on a film shoot. They were, you know, probably drinking or, you know, playing cards or whatever. It was loud, and Kinski wanted them to shut up. So he just, he had a gun with him and just started firing randomly into the pavilion from outside of it and shot an extra's finger off. Like, he's truly an insane person. That's, um, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> that's just... So. Like, but, the but 70s like, sound awesome. You could just shoot a gun at people, and that was cool. It was not cool. People were not happy with that, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but what are they going to do? He has the gun. <laughs> but I, I, Herzog's strategy of, like, winding him up <clears throat> and then filming him once he's, like, out of energy, like, really, I think it works. Like, the performance... Oh, absolutely. Like, I was going to say, absolutely. The vibe of the film is not, like... It, it, it's, it's feverish, but, like... But in a, in a really hypnotic way. Like, it's not... Yeah. It's not 110 percent all the time like it's yeah it's really just like it, it's kind of a slow burn in a lot of ways um yeah and it's just it's it is kind of like a an acid trip just in in the like just the like deteriorating vibe of it but it's it's really it's i don't know I, I think the word again is just hypnotic you know it's, yeah 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 no 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 i i agree i mean like you know, uh, uh, one of the things uh, we have done with our friends is uh, we we watch Nick Cage movies, right? And yeah. that's the thing, you know, right? And, and in a lot of these movies that we watch, Nick Cage is the biggest star. He can literally do whatever the hell he wants, uh, yeah. uh, which in half of them is uh, uh, literally just collecting a paycheck. But mm -hmm. in some of them, he really does just turn it up and goes wild. And that's the thing is that like those movies, they're funny to watch, mm -hmm. but they but they're not good movies because it's like, yeah, you you can't just be outwardly insane all the time because like that's not like 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 the it's way, way more insidious to just be like 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 a psychopath or like a sociopath. Like it worked is what I'm saying. Is yeah, it, I think you're, you're right. Yeah, I think Cage yeah. is a good corollary to Kinski. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, mm -hmm. They do have sort of similar vibes and maybe even yes. some similar like 
personal stuff going on, it seems like. Um, yeah. Some but, and a lot of Kinski's performances are like, you know, the way that Cage really can like hit a peak, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. at volume, you know, Kinski yes. does that a lot too, but, but this performance, you know, it's, it's got some of that just weird anxious energy. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like a barred out cage, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, like German Nick Cage on Xanax. Um, yes. Yes. Just, he does a lot of like leaning in the movie, you know, just kind of swaying back and forth, like looking at people like with his head cocked to the side. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like very unnerving. Yeah. Like, it's kind it's kind of like Simeon almost. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I was thinking, cause he's, Look up a picture of this guy, Klaus Kinski. He, he's, he's like the third Google search under. It's like Klaus Barbie, uh, who you should also actually look up. And, uh, and if you look up Klaus Barbie, uh, look up um, uh, a really good thing to look up under Klaus Barbie, um, uh, the butcher of, I believe, Lyon. Uh, 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 look up uh, uh, allegiance uh, under which armies he uh, served in. Uh, that's always fun. Uh, and... Uh, uh, Anyway, no, Klaus Kinski, look up a picture of this man. He is an unnerving looking dude. And the entire time he's wearing this like helmet that like completely obscures his hair. And it really, to me, like emphasized his face, which looks like a weird German fish. And that made it. And look, look. But with like really like piercing crazy guy blue eyes too. Like insane, demonic eyes. Honestly, Honestly, like Black Lodge uh, Alex, who I guess listens to this pod, his blue eyes, not demonic. Beautiful. Beautiful. Winter crystals. Exactly. Exactly. Klaus? No. You don't see that. You you, you don't even, you you look into them and you hear uh, Latin chanting, but reverse. Yeah. Yes. You hear Paul is dead. Yes. Exactly. Yes, you hear yes. Paul is dead. Yes, yes, the demon. Um, but man, man, he's so ugh, yeesh, yeesh. What a guy. Good actor. So, good actor. So what good you, person. What is? You, I, we've already talked for a while about this because I, I, I went on like especially long on my spiel just because again, I, I Herzog's one of those guys I have a passion for. Yeah. But what, what do you, you want to? What are your thoughts? What was your reaction to this movie? Uh, again, again, once again, spoiler alert: you did not hit. I actually liked it. I will admit, I was actually. I wasn't even a, trying to piss you off with this no, one. Yeah, no, 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 no. I know you were. No, the moment you said it, you said it in this way where there was no giddiness, there was no nothing. You're just like, yeah, fuck it. He can watch this movie. It'll be good for him, yeah. right? Uh, uh, and you did. Uh, I will admit, I was a little distracted while watching it uh, because, uh, not to date this podcast, but my wife was down at the White House, and it was part of me that was like, okay, hold on, let me make sure she's okay, but. Um, you know, right? I was like, I should probably make sure she's okay at certain points. So I had to pause it a few times. Uh, but um, it seems fitting in a way because our, our our whole country is kind of on the same journey. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Losing its mind down the river. Yeah. Just just going down the river, and every time you're kind of like, all right, this is about as weird as it's gonna get. Just one more notch. So one when, more when, notch up. When four hundred monkeys show up. And Trump starts talking about how he will marry his own daughter and start the purest dynasty to ever live. You know things you have gonna... like gone over the cliff. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And honestly, honestly, like how I felt at the end of the movie where I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this is how this ends. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, okay. One, one last like just insane production detail from this movie. 
So the, this isn't really a spoiler, but the, the end of the movie involves just like a shit ton of monkeys. So many like monkeys. Invading this raft. Um, yes. But so, so to get all these monkeys, they had like hired just some dude who's like an animal trainer. Like they just to like, we're just like, hey, can you get us 400 monkeys? And he was like, sure. So he got, he got them the monkeys. Uh, they paid him like half up front. So this like shady monkey dealer was like, well, I've already got half the money. I could like make a lot more if rather than going back and only getting half from them, if I just sold it to someone else and get like a full payment from them too. So he like sold it to some dude in uh, like in the US and the monkeys were like at the airport, like about to be shipped when Herzog, who's found out about this somehow, shows up and pretends to be a veterinarian and says, I need to vaccinate these monkeys before they get on the plane. And apparently the people are just like, sure, that checks out, and like handed the oh monkeys over God. to him. He stole the monkeys back, took them into the jungle, like um, filmed with them, and then just released them into the jungle. Oh my God. He's so fucking cool! He's, what the... He's, like... What, who even thinks of that? That's so cool. How is he German? He's too cool to be German. <laughs> How? I think he what we've such... discovered over the last two weeks is you actually love Germans. I do. I actually, that's the thing, is that I do all the weird eth- white ethnic race science, but the truth is, is that I honestly just love everyone. I love yeah. everyone. I love every, I love every, because God, even the French, who I give a lot of shit to, did you, you, you just watch any video of French people rioting, and I don't understand how you don't love them. They're great. They get so mad. They get so mad if you tell them they can't have a four hour lunch. It's incredible. God bless them, honestly. Like, what the fuck? Like, these people, I remember, I remember like I was in France one time, and I was just like, and I was just like, and, and, and I was going to go to this thing at this church. Right. And, 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 it, and I'll never forget the date because it was, it was August 15th. And so I show up at the church and I'm like, what, why is this? It's locked. Why the fuck is the church locked? And someone walks by and they're just like, Oh, you're trying to get into the church. And I was like, yeah. And they're just like, Oh no, it, it's August 15th. The church is closed. I'm like, what the hell is August 15th? And he's like, it's August 15th. No, no one works on August 15th. And like, no, like, like they couldn't tell me what the holiday was or any, what the significance was. It was just, no, it's August. I think, no, I, think, yeah, I think they just get the whole month of August off. It's and like and in that moment I was like, I am fucking God. I was like, what the fuck? I was so mad. I was so mad because I was like, this fucking sucks ass. I have to go back to a country where I don't get the entire I don't get an entire month off. And everyone's just like, Yeah, of course, it's August, idiot. I'm the asshole. <laughs> it's it was like 1 p.m. Oh, they're so cool. God. That's the thing. So basically, what did I think of this movie? I have a big heart and love everyone. And this movie, um, uh, what I'm going to say is uh, 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 cheers uh, and jeers. So cheers uh, for the just weirdness of this movie. Because that's the thing I think people don't really think about, right? right? You know, you hear this stuff of like, oh, like, you know, the Spaniards went into uh, all over the Americas and just killed a bunch of people and they did bad uh, but also at the same time, just kind of like the idea of just like, like imagine just being from fucking Spain, right? Like you're just from Spain. You're from Castile, right? And you're just from Spain. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of the goddamn Amazon. And you're just like, what the fuck is any of it? You've not seen nature documentaries. You don't know anything. What do you know? You know tapas, all right? 
and you know, and you know, and you know, you, you, you sleep for an hour in the middle of the day. That's what I assume but, the Spanish do. But you are entirely convinced you are the man to bring yes. Christianity and civilization yes. into this unruly mess. Yes. You bring it with the sword if need be, but you will bring it. Order yes. will be established. Yes. It honestly makes way more sense that they all go crazy because the cra- that's the least crazy thing. The craziest thing is just, I mean, like, you, we, we've all seen fucking rainforest, nature documentaries, blah, 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 whatever the fuck, right? You look at it, it's just this huge expanse of untamed jungle and forest. And it's not like you have a fucking phone. It's 1561 or whatever the fuck, right? You're mm-hmm. just there. You're wearing armor in the middle and long sleeves and shit in the middle of a goddamn forest. You got a goddamn tin pot in your fucking head and you got a rifle that you need a stand for. You need a little kickstand and you need to light it. It's like one of those old timey fucking fucking cameras and you're just out there and you're like i'm going to civilize this place insane and they captured that very well i would say yeah i mean herzog is again he's he's really obsessed with sort of the folly of man against the you know just the insanity of nature yeah Um, but there's also there is like there is a political valence to this too you know it is it is a i think a good movie about like the brutality of civil of uh, uh colonialism it was also i mean i think it's worth noting and there's there's no like explicit parallels made here but i don't i don't think it's entirely accidental or irrelevant that this was made in 1971 at the height of the vietnam war um yeah yeah and you know this this was a a huge inspiration uh for apocalypse now too um oh okay that yeah yeah. which is also um yeah heart of darkness yeah yeah, and was actually initially supposed to be filmed similarly to this, where you just take like by a George small, Lucas, by George Lucas, who's going to take it like a small crew into the jungle and you know make sort of a low budget movie about Vietnam that include that like included like actual combat footage from Vietnam, and then Francis mm-hmm. Ford Coppola took it over and was like, we're, okay, we are going to go into the jungle, but we're going to take a massive crew in with us yeah. and turned yeah. into like his own like personal Vietnam. Like another yeah. great movie about just uh, it, uh, a film production going completely off the rails in the middle of jungle is uh, Hearts of Darkness about the making of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Because that was another just complete fucking shit show. Yeah. Did I tell you what my reaction to seeing Hearts, uh, Hearts of Darkness? Uh, no. Um, uh, Apocalypse Now when I was like a kid was? What's that? Damn, this movie's so cool. <laughs> Okay, like, yeah. I remember literally watching it with my dad and we watched that scene where they like come into the, come into the jungle, right? Right. Or, you know, right. Where, you know, fly to the bumblebee and everything, just blow everything up. And he was bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the ride of the Valkyrie scene? Those are two very different pieces of music. <laughs> I, I actually, I now want to, to see someone recut the helicopter attack with flight of the bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you haven't heard, is just, like, the most, like, shipper and defeat little, like, piccolo track. Like, that would be so much better. How insane would that be? You're Viet Cong, you're fucking in the, oh, my God, they're just playing Flight of the Bumblebee over the... <laughs> I remember, as I said Flight of the Bumblebee, I was like, that can't be it. Uh, no but bro i watched that i watched the helicopter attack scene with my dad and my dad was just like yeah we don't really have to watch the rest of the movie that's the best part (laughs) 
Yeah, that makes sense. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense that I'm his progeny. Uh, but yeah. no, but like, yeah, man, no, like, th- yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like this, I mean, like, down to like, the usefulness of the natives being only so far as they're useful to the mission, uh, which is basically, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the idea that like, oh, like, these, these aren't even our good natives. These are our useful natives, right? And then there are the bad natives, right? Yeah. Who are, oh, they're cannibals and all, oh, they're evil and all, all this stuff. Even though like, they literally come to them and are like, oh, you're my God. And then they just kill him because they give him a book the Bible, uh, a very specific book, and then he's just like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then they yeah, just he's in, he's murder murdered him. for being insufficiently respectful of the Bible, which he's literally just heard about maybe a minute previous in the scene. Yeah, he's he's heard of it now. It's time to convert. Exactly. Yeah, which is also funny because they he had gold, and there he was like, "Where'd you get that gold?" And he was like, "Over there." And so I was just like, kind of like when I saw when, when he came out, I was like, "Okay, so this guy's a character now," because obviously they're gonna be like, "Lead us to the gold." And instead, he's just like, "What the fuck is a book?" And then they just kill him immediately. And I was like, okay, "Yeah, it's well. completely self-defeating." Like exactly. Yeah, yeah. much like uh, a lot of what the U.S. did in Vietnam. Honestly, yeah. you know what I mean? You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, man, you ever think how many me lies we'll never hear about? You ever think about every, that? I think about that sometimes. Old. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, it's, I, I do a lot. I, I think about a lot of that shit a lot. And then you know what I do? You know what I do? What do you do? Do you jack off? I first, what? Sometimes that helps. But then sometimes it's just too sad to jack off. So you know what you do? You turn it into anger, which you turn into motivation. And you read spiritual texts, right? And forbidden esoteric literature in order to find out how to destroy these demonic forces. I will not rest until I have full, until no one knows the name Aleister Crowley. I'm coming for you, you bald bitch. Anyway... a book on sex magic i'm going to read it so i can find out how to destroy it i didn't like that red hot chili peppers album was there a red hot chili peppers album called sex magic it was like blood sugar sex magic or something like that i don't know that was never a band i was really that into Dude, yeah, that was a band that i was uh uh embarrassingly into at one point mm. uh in so far as uh, i don't know any of their album names <laughs> you don't even know californication i feel like everyone knows californication oh that was the that was a whole album wasn't it? I don't know. Again, this is a wait, band that no I like mostly oh, know wait. from other people's t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, no. The only the only band I ever actually cared about enough to like invest in like albums and shit like that was Green Day. Um, and then they made that turn, and buddy, I made that turn with them. Absolutely, I was like, I'm not getting a new personality. Oh, well, I guess I no. am. Anyway, but I wouldn't wear eyeliner. I wouldn't wear eyeliner. And I remember I was in a band, and our drummer. Uh, uh, put on eyeliner, and then uh, me and the guitarist beat the shit. <laughs> putting on eyeliner. Um, what's it called? Yeah, I'm, 
I'm, I'm, I'm what's called a problematic fave. <laughs> All right. Well, do you, any, do you have any final thoughts on Aguirre, The Wrath of God? Um, you know what? Go ahead and watch this one. This one's good. Uh, it, it's really like, like, like to really just see like, like artists in their element. Uh, uh, they got a bunch of Indians in there and I'm allowed to call them that because they called themselves that I think in the movie, uh, they thanked them. Uh, uh, they make those people, uh, uh, they make all of them, uh, recreate, um, the worst atrocities done to their ancestors. So there's that, uh, which I guess isn't great. But at the same time, also, uh, you, you, I ca- you catch them a few times spiking the camera and smiling. So that's pretty good. I caught, the, I caught the, I caught the Indians <laughs> a few times spiking the camera and smiling. And I was like, that's pretty good. You know, good for you, guy. What's it called? Uh, but yeah, no, no, it's, 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 it's a weird old movie. It's fine. Yeah, watch. Yeah. It is yeah. indeed a weird little movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch that and then watch that Angel movie and then, uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 sit in the bath and drink Pepto-Bismol until you explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you want to feel That's like you are having a waking fever dream, watch A Gear of yes. the Wrath of God. Yeah. Watch A Gear of the Wrath of God followed immediately by that Angel movie. That's how you do it. And you will yep. just... That would be a much pleasanter chaser. Like, what? If you need to, like, would it? I don't think so. If you need to, like... Re- Matt, you loved that movie. It made you what? Weep. I I hated it. I felt so at home in Nagire. I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. You've already forgotten that you absolutely loved Wings of Desire. Absolutely hated it. Don't know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I'm Didn't glad that hard, I'm glad that hard shell has grown right back. It's grown right back, and it's going to stay there forever. Until I have it. not now, nor have I do not now, nor have I ever had a feeling. Not one. Not one. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. Not one. Not one. <clears throat> Not one. All right. Well, with that being said, um, I guess we should move on to our next film, uh, yours, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Their powers are legendary. <laughs> at stake they'll be the world's last hope and the game is on gentlemen directed by uh sam fisher i think his name was stephen norrington who's or something sam like that. fisher is sam fisher the guy from splinter cell uh yes that's correct is that actually true yes yeah <laughs> no. I, I don't know why that's one you pulled out of your ass but this <laughs> this movie was directed by I'm it, so cool. The League Exposure. Let me look up the. Hold on. Directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, yeah, Stephen Norrington. This was the last movie he ever made. Like he was just That's done so cool. with, with with filmmaking after this movie, and it like, 
it was not a huge like it made money it made like nearly yeah. 200 million dollars but like Easily. apparently apparently this is i i guess the shared dna between these two movies is just tortured productions so like I, I I couldn't really get the sense of what exactly made this one so difficult other than just like no one was really used to working on this scale and like everyone hated each other. But yeah. like both the director and Sean Connery both just left movie making forever after this movie. So anyway. Yeah. Just qu- Sean Connery still hasn't made a movie since this, right? I think he, I think he did like one voice work role that might have already yeah. been in the can by like the time this came out. But that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this was what made him retire, which is so funny that this is the movie that did it. Because, so, yeah. So, you know, the story was he was offered, I like, he, there were, like, two or three, like, major film roles that he, like, turned down. Like, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be Morpheus in The Matrix. Yeah. And then, and then like, after that, got offered The Architect in the sequels and turned that down, too. Um, he was also supposed to play Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings. And like, I don't know what his, like, he must've been offered, like Wikipedia said by not playing him, he missed out on like making like literally like half a billion dollars. Like he must've had like some kind like some kind of profit sharing agreement. Like he was going to get points on it or something. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, which I mean, makes some sense. Cause like there aren't like, any big names in those movies like they were clearly in like which one the lord of the rings movies it, like, it, it's weird it's weird to think of because like a lot of them like a lot of the people in the movie like are now semi-big like elijah wood like i'd be like yeah that's not like but, a small name but like no but he's he's also like this is that's the biggest like for for all of like there are a lot of great actors in those movies but for all of them it's Sean the Aston. biggest thing they've ever done like Sean, Sean Aston did rudy yeah, but that's uh, I've never these seen movies. Really, I, don't know. I I haven't either, and it's like you know people like it, but like it's not like dads like, the, like it. Top boomer dads movies. like it. Yeah, and it's not like a top ten highest grossing movie ever made like these. And, yeah, like Ian it's McKellen a movie is about like sports a, that allows. Yeah, it's a movie about like, sports that allows men to feel something. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen's a great character actor. Like Viggo or uh, Ian McKellen. Is like a great stage actor, but like none of them were huge names. So like, if Sean Connery was yeah. was in the Lord of the Rings, he would have easily been the biggest like actor draw. By so far, like, I, I, I can understand them like offering him points, but like by far, apparently he turned down all of these roles, and like this was his like, okay, I fucked up. I gotta like, I gotta get a money maker just to like put a button on my career. I want to, I want to make some money. Um, so he, he like they gave him like twenty million dollars straight up for this movie, which left like no budget left to hire anyone else. So like the entire rest of the cast is like it's like Sean Connery and nobody. Um, yeah, I'm like, trying to think. I'm trying to think. I can't. I literally can't even remember the rest of the people from the cast. I can't think of one of their names. It's like I look. I, I like looked all of them up because I, I was like I feel like some someone must be. Like, there has to be a, another, like, even marginally famous person in this movie. And, like, the guy who yeah. plays Captain Nemo is, I guess, like, a fairly prominent, like, Bollywood actor. But, like, everyone else is, like, they're, like, CW actors. Like, it's nuts. Like, yeah. they're... Yeah. This, this movie, like... So, I guess I'm just stealing your intro duties, but it's, like... No, you're fine. It's, like, Justice League of, like, 19th century literary characters. Um, yeah. 
So, like, like guys from, like, Victorian adventure novels. Like, what if they yeah. all teamed up? And, like, yeah. for, for, like, a, a team, like, a basically, like, this, like, weird, like, steampunk superhero team-up movie, like, mm-hmm. you should have, like, a stacked cast for that. Like, obviously not yeah. everyone is going to be an A-lister, but there should be, like, some names, like, to make that work. Yeah. If you're going to do an ensemble thing like that, there should be a cast. It's literally just Sean Connery and nobody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, it is not an ensemble movie. I mean, like, it is technically because of the large cast and the prominent roles of all of them and the multiple supporting actors and actresses but like i mean it's i mean i mean that's the thing i literally cannot think of one other person whose name i know is in this movie i can see all of their faces i can i i know the characters they played it's not I even that like, it, it's not even like if you if you'd populated this with like that guys like good character actors even yeah like, that would be one thing but these are they're like it's just like a series of faces. Like they're yes. like, these are people who would like go on to do like occasional guest spots on like cable yeah. procedurals. Like I cannot yeah. o- understate or I cannot overstate how like underwhelming this cast lineup is. Yeah. No, it, it really, it really is. It really is. And like, what's it called? And, 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 and my theory is that, um, is that uh, uh, the way that they uh, made their budget was that they said, okay, so we're going to give you $20 million, Sean Connery, and everyone else, uh, you get to meet Sean Connery. Yeah, uh, it really yeah, feels like, like that. Yeah. You, you know how like yeah. occasionally a movie will do like a, like a stunt thing where they're like, the, big, like the, the biggest fan of Star Wars gets to like have like a walk-on role where they're like in the background yeah. scene like playing a stormtrooper. It's like yeah. the whole cast was just those guys, including like exactly. all of the main characters except for Sean Connery. Exactly, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. No. Stephen Colbert's like Stephen Colbert's like uh, like teeny tiny little role in um, in I think The Hobbit, but they literally have him in for like five seconds, right? Because he's a big just, Tolkien fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a big Tolkien fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that level. But like, yeah, exactly. But like, the entire movie. Um, yeah. Um, and 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 so, but so let me go into my thing. Yes. So, um, yes. So the year is eighteen ninety nine, uh, and and, uh, and 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 imperialism is a thing, uh, and and so is war. Uh, there's talk of it. And so basically, the movie opens with all of these like terrorist attacks uh, uh, by ostensibly. Um, it seems as if uh, uh, military representatives of uh, various uh, European nations against other European nations, and so, and so, um, and so basically, it seems like it, the world is rushing headlong into war. Like prem- yeah, exactly. they will prematurely enter World War One because of the actions of this nefarious terrorist group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It seems like World War One is about to kick off about uh, you know a good fifteen, sixteen years early, right? I can't remember what year World War One started. I believe 1914. 1914, Mr. History Major. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I said 15. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? August 1914. August 1914 ended April 20th, 1918. That's why we celebrate that year, that day. I, uh, I know. Is I know it 420? Yeah. Oh, sorry. What? Continue. Do you honestly believe it ended on 420? What? No, I know it didn't end on 420. I know it ended sometime. Uh, okay, no, no, no. It, 
So it's it's actually really famous. It's it, it ended on the uh, November eleventh, the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh uh, month. And that's why. Um, yeah. Uh, I saw uh, Young Indiana Arm Jones. That's why Armistice Day is on November eleventh, and why we had to reappropriate that as Veterans Day because we will never celebrate peace in this country. Never, not even once. Yeah. Are you not going to at all? at all give me fucking anything on me saying i saw young indiana jones <laughs> i'm sorry it was just i was in, in the middle of something it is good i just i had to i had i had to let my my giant boulder continue to roll until it found its resting place there to use go. an indiana oh. jones metaphor but that was good. good i appreciate it thank you thank you yeah crazy that they just kept fighting in that war like they were just like it's like it's 10 30 we still got to fight like, what are you fighting for? Stop. What's wrong with you, idiot? Fucking so nerd. I wrote a, I wrote a whole story. I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about this movie, so I'm going to talk about this instead. I wrote a whole, like, there was... Okay. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll get back in the movie. Don't worry. On the, like, 100th year anniversary of the, the end of World War One, I, I read this, like, long, like, New Yorker article just about that day. Um, and, you know, there was a really, like, the way they that different, like, units approached the end of the war was, like, really it varied a lot. Like there were a lot of people who were like, okay, we're just going to keep our heads down and like, you know, try not to die on like the last day of this shit because it's just not worth it. But then there were also some people who were like, no, the glory of England demands we capture that trench. And so stupid. The last, the last person who actually died in the war was an American um, who was actually, he was a, a, a German immigrant to America who felt really insecure about being German and was constantly trying to prove to the other Americans, like, no, I'm on your side, guys. And so just, like, kept fighting right up to the last minute, like, the last second. Like, there were, the Germans, like, in the trench ahead of him were literally like, dude, it's not worth it. Stop, stop. We, we don't want to shoot you. This is not worth it. But he just kept coming. And they're like, okay, I guess we have to. And was shot down at, like, literally the last second of the war just because he was too much of a tryhard. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so sad. What a dipshit. Anyway, that's why moral of the story is don't care about what people think about you. Just don't really try that hard. You keep your head down. <laughs> you keep pretending that you've lost your glasses. And they say they're on your head and you say, I'm an idiot. Of course they're on my head. Anyway, sorry. Oh my god, my acid reflux is acting up. Don't be a hero. Never be a hero. Wait until their back is turned. <laughs> honor Millsman. is not real. There's no such thing. The Millsman thing is that there is no such thing as honor, but we will kill you uh, to defend each other. Uh, someone once said my family is more like a gang than a family. Um, and you know what? It's not completely wrong. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Yeah. I, when I was like a kid, I remember one time this kid like punched my brother on the bus and then... Uh, and then me and my brother, we both got uh, like baseball bats, and then uh, we were gonna go over to his house and fucking beat him up. And then my mom, my mom literally was just like, "You're gonna have to fucking hit me to get through this door." And then we were like, "Yeah, hey, you've called our bluff. We're not gonna hit you with a baseball bat. We're gonna hit him with a baseball bat." Anyway, that guy ended up being one of my brother's best friends, so I guess it's good we didn't do that. But point is. Uh, this movie, so 1899, the world rushing towards war. Uh, luckily, they You've spoiler alert. Five minutes into this plot. Yeah, no, it's fine. Don't worry, I'm gonna make it up. So uh, imperialism, Africa, 
there, uh, uh, Sean Connery is in Africa, and this ginger fuck goes down there and is like, you know, sweating through his suit, right? And there's all the Kenyans there. And then I think it's Kenya. Who knows? Don't cancel me. Anyway, but so uh, they say, right? So he's like, the British Empire needs you. And he's like, fuck the British Empire, which fair, fair enough. Okay, right? okay. And, I, I, I'll have to clarify a little bit of this because I think you, you've like skipped over a lot of like, you know, important like proper nouns and like who this guy and that guy are and what they're doing, which I mean is all is all hard to keep track of in this movie. The the character motivations make no sense Easy for at me. any point. Um, Easy okay, for me. Shut up. But, but basically, so this representative of the crown goes down to Africa to recruit Sean Connery, who's playing Alan Quatermain from, you know, some, like, again, like 19th century-ass British adventure stories. He's a, Is that a, a real guy. guy? Not a real guy? He's not a real guy. He's from, he's from, you know, again, like British adventure novels from the 19th century. King Solomon's Mines, which I guess is a thing. Um, he's, a, he's a literary character. All of, the, all of the people in this story, are, or the main people anyway, are all like major 19th century literary characters. So this, this, I looked up yeah. Alan Quartermain, and the first thing that comes up is General Hospital. I'm going to guess that's not him. Quartermain, not Quartermain. Um, it's... Is I it Quatermain? I think it's Quatermain. But How the fuck? That's not a goddamn name. England, man. It's like he's he's not stupid. He's not a Rudyard Kipling character, but he's like of that ilk. You know, he's that kind of guy. You know, he's a big game. You ready for hunter the name of the Africa. guy that created him? Yeah, Sir Henry that. Ryder Haggard. Haggard. Yes, H. Ryder Haggard. Um, H. Ryder Haggard. Yeah, that's oh, he that's died at 68. What a bitch. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so, anyway, England is recruiting him to like lead this team to take on these terrorists, and he doesn't want to, but eventually they convince him after the terrorists attack oh. there, too. And, yeah, 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 yeah. After the terrorists, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they're, they're, they're like, they're like, they're like, like, yeah, I know you don't give a shit about England, but like. Bro, if there's a war, it's coming to Africa, which is funny because there was a war. And as far as I know, World War One didn't really come to Africa. They brought all the Africans to World War One, but World War One, <laughs> Africa itself was fine. What's it called? Uh, the African but people. The, the physical watch. continent was okay. Africans yes. were not, but Africa was. No, they were not. No, they were. They were. No, they got gassed and everything. Too. First troops to get gassed in war. Uh, Algerians. Yeah. 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 Fun thing. Um, yeah, so basically this English, this representative of the, I'm, I'm taking over for you, just to. No, I was just laughing because I was just like, because ostensibly I'm supposed to do this, but I think like we've been, we've done enough of these that you and I are both just like, it's just kind of like, okay, Rob, yeah, come on, go ahead, go ahead. You, know, me, you me... know I'm going to swerve. You know I'm going to swerve. Hold on, I'm getting a call from Carl that I need to decline. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. so. Let me just do the the. Sorry, I I I I I'm just yeah. We're gonna revert to the mean. Let me just do the basic plot setup real quick. So then we can then we can talk. So the uh, so this 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 representative of the English crown is just basically going. Okay, that's a funny title. Yeah, Matt has renamed himself. Um. Hello, Jackie. Can you do you um wait why am I I don't know what the fuck you're doing. What? I'm 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 spending doing? time I'm spending time with my friend. Rob can't see, but I I have my feet uh, up in the air. 
Oh, you're you in the like. The living room. Oh, I would love. To, I would love to. <laughs> this ground is very hard. Yeah, go. Okay. So I would Wait, just so like Alan... everyone. I would just like everyone to know that Matt was laying face down with his legs crossed up in the air like a girl writing in her diary. Just it was very <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that whole time for a long time. That was delightful. What? Next time I'll go with you. Oh, okay. Thank you. This is cool. Like a what? What's it called? I was very uncomfortable. Instead, now Rob has to look right at my face. Just ignores his friends. It is, it is a weird angle, but oh, can you hear my farts? Oh, yeah. No, uh, I can hear you groaning as you fart as you push them out, though. Um, so in a way, I can. But uh, so yeah, so the whole the setup of the movie is just this. You know, this representative of the English crown is recruiting like famous nineteenth-century literary characters into like a sort of like steampunk justice league to take on these terrorists. So you've got Alan Quatermain. <laughs> sorry, got... sorry, I'm having a really, let me just interrupt you. I'm having a really good time just imagining just, just, just the pet. Cause well, Queen Victoria, it was Queen Victoria at this time, right? This might have been the Edwardian era by this point. I don't know when, when that starts. I don't give a shit about Royals. Yeah. Who gives a, first off, let me just say something. If you care about the English Royal family, you are a cuck. All right. It's not a. It's not a term. I don't think I've ever actually said out loud. But I don't know how else to say it. You're. 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 I listen. 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 It's those books are for young adults. Read a grown-up book. Calm down. Jack off. You need to jack off. If you've ever cared about the royal family, you need to jack off. That's what I'll say. In addition to that, I'm having a very good time imagining. Just the king or queen, whoever it was at this time, just saying like we must assemble like 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 Alan Quatermain, uh, just going through all the like Captain Nemo, and then just just like some fucking guy in a suit just being like, holy shit, none of these are real. What the fuck? What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm in a really good time imagining that. <laughs> so yeah, you've got like. Again, you've got Alan Quatermain, you've got Captain Nemo. Can't believe you've that's got, what you You've got my favorite is you've got an invisible man. It's not the invisible man because apparently it's an invisible man. Apparently the invisible man was still copyrighted and they could not get the rights to it, which is nuts because that character's like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you serious? Yeah, I guess because there you know, there are invisible man movies, so apparently whoever made those movies had the film rights to it. Which is That can't be true. Again, this is like Wikipedia that I'm getting this from, but they—that's wait, because I was literally like, "That's weird." Why don't they just have it be the fucking guy? Because I know the point of the Invisible Man is that he goes insane. I've seen yeah. Hollow Man. What's it called? <laughs> but what's it called? Um, maybe you watched that movie. Anyway, uh, what's it called? Not. No, have you not? I have not. Oh, is yeah, that going to be on the list now? Uh, yeah, it's getting added to the list. Uh, but what's it called? But uh, I'm gonna forget it. Uh, but no, no, no. But okay, that's fucking cool. What's it called? Did Alan Moore get the rights to the Invisible Man? I don't. I don't know. I don't. It might again. It might just be the film rights because there are there is like a film series based on that. Um, I would think that it would still be in the public domain, but apparently that's not how it works. But that's so. Man, this... but I also it's it's worth noting there is apparently al- I, almost no resemblance between this movie and the series of graphic novels, which we haven't mentioned. This is actually based on 
like an Alan Moore graphic novel and he yeah. hates this. He hates this. Yeah. As, as he should, as he should, yeah. because this is, I'm going to say right now, this is a very cool idea. But anyway, taking back over. So, uh, it's one, one, one last thing. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, no. Continue, continue, continue. Sorry. No, okay. No. So, uh, so it's them. Uh, it's this woman, uh, which you get, you see, um, uh, Sean Connery had to be very misogynist, which my theory is that was not in the script. That was just yes. him. So that's, that's also literally just one scene. They make him like super misogynist for like one scene and then just drop that. Yeah. Well, because, well, because spoiler alert, uh, it turns out, uh, her name is, uh, uh, uh Mina Harker, uh, which that doesn't mean anything to you. Uh, you're a lot like me, and you also forgot. Yeah, it's Harker, Jonathan Harker. Oh, you're right. Yeah, from that's yeah, right. Dracula. Yeah, I read Dracula. I actually have not. I re- that is not one that I've read. I made myself read Dracula. They eat a baby at the beginning. I basically, actually, I saw Dracula then and loving it. Um, but what's it called? <laughs> I tried to read Dracula. They eat a baby at one point, and from for the longest time, you want to get me checked out? Kill a baby. You kill a baby. I haven't seen The Witch because I know that there's a baby death in that. And this is even before I had kids. You kill a baby, you know what you are? You're a dickhead. Fuck you. I'm not, I'm not being your baby killing thing. Not doing it. Not doing it. Same reason I never joined the military. But point is, moving on. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Yes. Yeah, so she doesn't kill a baby, though. So this movie's good. Um, what's it called? So, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, she's a vampire. And then he's like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to be misogynist anymore. Uh, he only, he only dislikes living women, not undead women. He only, yeah, exactly. Although there was a part of me when, when she did that, and I'm trying to get away from this bit. I'm trying to get away from it. There was a part of me that was kind of like, I mean, vampires are kind of magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I laughed at myself pretty well. Then Jackie was like, what? And I was like, nothing. Don't worry about it. But uh, what's it called? Uh, and then there's Captain Nemo. Um, uh, from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Jules Verne. Uh, again, a book I have not read, but I've seen the movie, so I don't have to. Um, <laughs> also, what's it called? Uh, and uh, there's a picture of Dorian Gray. Uh, didn't make a movie about it, so uh, wasn't that familiar. Uh, what's it called? I actually think I learned about the Dorian Gray thing from this movie. Uh, because, folks, <laughs> guess where I saw this movie? Say it with me. In the theater. I saw it in the yeah. theater. Uh, what's it called? No, but uh, but so so they all get united. Oh, right? they go over to Dorian. There's one more. There's Tom Sawyer. Um, oh my God! Yeah, which oh, which hold up. They don't call him Tom the entire movie. So, but apparently he's also again. I have not read the graphic novel, but he is not in it. Like the the studio executives were just like, we need an American character because yeah. we imagine that American audiences actually probably aren't going to be that interested in Dorian Gray and Alan Quatermain, so we have to give them someone they recognize. Which I I just I think it's it's such a weird dis- like they clearly had only heard of one book from the 19th century because it's just so weird to add like the lying boy to this like lineup of yeah like, of like yeah action heroes like he's just yeah. the the guy from the fence painting it's just like yeah. well people people will have heard of him yeah also also that's the thing i forgot it was tom sawyer i remembered it was like tom sawyer but i thought it was i was like it has to be huck finn right i thought he had to be like i'm special agent finn that huck would at finn. least make some sense because huck finn yes. is actually cool yeah but, but the way they have him characterized he's like 
He's like Daniel Boone, <laughs> almost. The lying boy. The yeah. lying boy. Yeah, that's exactly who Tom Sawyer is. Yeah, he's just he's, the lying boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm special <laughs> agent they, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> exactly. But they, they haven't portrayed, like, like, a combination between, like, Jack Bauer and Daniel Boone. Yeah, what the like, fuck? He's just, he's, he's this, he, he's representative of the Secret Service, who at this time were just, like, like the guys who were out watch out yeah. for like counterfeiting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like protecting also, the like, president not well, actually. No, I don't think presidential protection was even their bag at this point. They were literally just like out to watch like out to watch out for currency manipulation. Well, clearly um, not, because two years la- two years later, a, a a hero or possible agent provocateur, depending on who you ask, uh, 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 fucking ISIS McKinley. So what's it called? Yeah, they weren't doing I think very that might have been when doing. they got shifted to that duty. Um, they're yeah. like we. That's when they realize we should maybe have someone guarding the president. Um, <laughs> like, like almost one hundred fifty years in. Yeah, I just I don't I I legitimately think that might have just been like something that like oh we'll have like you know just the local cops do that maybe sometimes yeah you know? they got it. I but don't the, think wait. there was like a dedicated government agency. I, I think I think they were probably just at like in 1899 might have just been one of the few like federal law enforcement agencies, which also yeah. just make him like a member of like the army or something like that. Like who gives a shit? Who gives a but shit? Yeah, they they have him as this like frontiersman sharpshooter basically, which is yeah. just not. He's yeah, that's not, not that's not the character. They were, yeah, again, they were literally all. They were literally just like, we need an American character from the 19th century, and this yeah. is the one that we have heard of. Exactly. Yeah. Well, 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 well. You run into the danger if it's Huck Finn. He could be like, you know, I had this friend named James, uh, but he liked to be called. So, so that's the thing, right? So yeah. you run into that. You run into that. Uh, uh, you know the character I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, I do. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you don't need to go I any guess... farther down that particular river. Well, well, I'll go farther down. No, hold on, 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 hold on. Let me finish because I just remembered this isn't, this didn't actually happen. This was a movie in a script, so you could have just not written that. You could have just not mentioned that character. So yeah, how we already made a better movie, but what's it called? But so anyway, yeah. So there's a shooting at Dorian Gray's house, and they literally almost end the movie immediately because the main bad guy decides to show up uh at <laughs> sorry i just remembered another part of the movie um the main bad guy shows up at like the thing where they're like gonna kill them all and uh almost dies they almost get the main bad guy like 20 minutes into the movie die or expose you know because yes. it, turn, it turns out the the bad guy is also the english guy who put them all together what yes what this is this is a movie where like characters just kind of betray each other just because that's what needs to happen for the script all the time yeah which i mean i I would say it's illogical but none of these characters really are like have any characterization so it it doesn't come as like a surprise or like against their type it's just i guess that's what their type is because they haven't been written as anything yeah like yeah like one of the one of the one of the characters that we forgot to mention is dr jekyll and mr hyde um yeah who has like one scene of like when they they first introduce him he's like i i I can never be uh mr hyde again like i just i'm too dangerous i just won't want to do that and that's like how they introduce his character and then that's just completely dropped and he's like switching back and forth all the time all the time all the time 
Dorian Gray turns out to be bad, but there's like no like explanation why other than just he's kind of foppish. So, you know, that's evil, I guess. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 2003. Yeah. That's that, 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 that would be the code then. Yeah. Like no, he's, yeah, he's it, simultaneously like the guy who like fucks a lot. Like he and Harker, yeah. or Harker have like a past, but like it's also coded as like, he's kind of a gay guy just cause he, he yeah, walks yeah, around yeah. with a cane. Yeah. yeah. He walks around with a cane and combs his hair. And yeah, is exactly. it just like, and isn't, and, and isn't constantly dressed like he's on safari, like fucking <laughs> Sean Connery is, or yeah. like, or like the, whatever the hell Captain Nemo's whole deal is. He's like, I, he's like a chrome Indian pirate. It's, yes. it's like, he has like four vibes at once and none of them make yes. any sense. Captain Nemo was not Indian in the movie, right? Or the movie in the book. <laughs> He might have been. I don't know. I've seen the movie uh, when I was the, the a child. The one with the dancing, yeah, the sailors, the dancing sailors like and everything, the, the, right? The, like the Disney one or whatever it is. Yeah, that's what I've yeah. seen. Yeah. 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 I don't, it's it's not something that I'm really that familiar with, but yeah. it's possible. I I don't know. As a man of the sea, uh, I certainly uh, rang very true to me. Um, I did not understand how he got all that money to make a submarine or how he knew to make a submarine, but we're going to leave that alone. Uh, what's it called? Uh, also, very funny scene. Very funny scene. Uh, they show Captain Nemo uh, praying to Kali, and, uh, and someone goes, uh, I forget who it is, is like, is like, is like, Nemo is like, that's Kali, the, the, the goddess of death. Uh, can we trust someone who worships death? And it's just like, Kali is like one of the main gods in Hinduism. Like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Like, it's not like a weird thing in like, in any, in any Hindu nation or person to like worship Kali. Very stupid. And I know that. I only know that because Kali is also the coolest looking of the Indian pantheon by far. But Kali, look at the picture of Kali. Kali, very cool. Uh, what's it called? Uh, point is... Though, so they're so 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 they're on this mission to stop this bad guy. Turns out, oh, spoiler alert! Bad guy is the guy that they got them all together because he's trying to steal all of their powers. Why they needed Alan Quartermain, I don't know. What is what is his power other than like being super racist and like good with a gun? That's it. That's it. Yeah, no, he's just very good at shooting, which is like literally like something like you or I could just become very good at shooting. You know what yeah. I mean? Also, like what is what is Tom Sawyer's power? Uh, he's funky. <laughs> I mean, none none of this plot really makes sense. This this is a this this is the type of movie where like the bad guys like explain to the good guys in a long monologue recorded on phonographic record like yeah, what they're. I wanted is. to mention, I wanted to mention this literally happens. This literally happens. Yeah. Rob is talking about where the bad guys literally leave them a message explaining to they, them their plot. They record they record them a again a phonograph record of here is what the plot is, which I think is there just be like just because their plot makes no sense and the writers needed to explain it to the audience and it still doesn't yes. hold together. And then at the Not end, even a little. At the end of this monologue, they say, well, why have we bothered to explain this plot to you? Well, because... And then they go on this whole rant about how actually embedded in this phonographic record is a harmonic frequency that will activate these bombs we have planted around you. I wish you could which, have seen my fucking face during this part. 
it is so just, mad. It is the laziest punt of yes. like a, an obvious plot machination I have ever seen. Like just, uh, <sighs> we, we need to make the plot make sense. So we will just have someone explain it. And then we will explain why they are explaining it by throwing in another like, you know, yeah. just writer's trick of a plot complication that we're not going to bother yeah. to disguise. And then, and then, but then ignore the fucking point where like, why would you even say anything? Just have the, look, listen, a ridiculous premise to begin with. But if that's the premise you're going with, just have it, right? What would make sense is if I was the bad guy, right? I would just be like, all right, and that's our plot. Uh, now you know, fuck you. Suck me. Suck me dry from behind, right? And then just continue having your thing playing, and then everything blows up. Instead, they're like, oh, by the way. Why, uh, why not just put a bomb on a timer? Oh, man, that's so much better. <laughs> even, even their, This is why I'm the henchman. Their explanation of the explanation doesn't make sense. Also makes no the sense. The base explanation makes no sense. And their, like, deus ex bomb makes no sense. It was... Literally just like, okay, what do we need to, what, what, at this point in the script on page 70, what is supposed to be happening according to script writing manuals? We're supposed to get, you know, a betrayal, an explanation of the betrayal, and then another action sequence. So I guess yeah. just, yeah, well, bombs, I guess, monologue, bombs, how do we make it work? Uh, the monologue triggers the bombs. Can and I the submarine some? almost sinks, I guess, you know, whatever. Dr. Jekyll will become a, become a hero. Again. He'll, he'll transform into Mr. Hyde again to like rescue everyone, even though he's not supposed to want to do that. I don't know. I guess this is just, it's just, this is one of the laziest movies I have ever seen. It, it, it's, it's, and, and, and that's the thing, right? And, and spoiler alert, let's just blow through it. Um, they fucking win. I don't know what to tell you. They win. There's a tiger. He doesn't shoot the tiger. They're like very badly CGI'd in. Um, What's it called? Sean uh, Connery sacrifices himself to like save the day. And then the last yeah. shot of the movie is him being resurrected by like an African tribesman, which we're just not even going to get into that. Not but even it's just gonna, there to like set up a, a potential sequel, which again, this movie made like a hundred million dollars just in profit. They should have done a sequel. They Financially, it is justified. Clearly just no one cared enough about any part of this movie to want to make one. Like this is... Mm -hmm. Really they should have made thinking. a movie about the making of this movie. But, I don't even... It, unlike, unlike Aguirre, which was clearly like an interesting enough of a train wreck to like produce like an interesting making of documentary, this, it just... Clearly, everyone hated working on it. It convinced like at least two people to just quit movie making. Yeah. And like the director was like... He wasn't nobody. He's not like a household name, but he'd like made a Blade movie. You know, he was... Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. He he went back. He was so fucking resentful at movie making after this. He literally just went and just made commercials, I believe. Yeah. After this. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. It, like, but I loved it. I, the sense I got running through the like production section of this, of like the Wikipedia article, just to figure out what was so fraught about it was just he wasn't really used to making big budget movie make movies. Like no one was really on yeah. the same page in terms of what they were going for creatively. It just seemed like yeah. everyone was kind of low key frustrated the whole time. And like, no one ever made a decision about what this movie was supposed to be. Yeah. Like, it's like, if you got like Wes Anderson to make like uh Endgame. he was, no, he's not Wes Anderson. I mean, he made a blade movie. No, 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 just, no, no, no. But that's a, 
I guess Blade. I mean, I guess that's not such a huge. That's not nearly as big a like shift in specialty like a Wes Anderson movie, which is basically a genre unto itself. Uh, yeah. What's it called? And then uh, a genre I I I I, I hate. Uh, by the way, uh, just teeing that up for you. Uh, what's it called? Just to let you know. Okay, yeah. I appreciate that. What's it called? I don't know. I think I hate it though because, as you know, what I hate is what I love. So yeah. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I tried to watch Brian's song because I knew it made men cry uh, when I felt they needed to cry one time and I literally couldn't get through it because I was like, this is fucking boring. But that uh, was my impression of it too. I saw it once as like a teenager with my parents and just wasn't, I was really bored. Did your dad cry? I don't think so. I don't think anyone was like really taken with it. Yeah. Because that's like the thing that you hear about Brian's song makes men cry. And I'm like, I was like, what? No. I, I literally can't. I skipped to the end and then I saw him do his thing and I was just like, I don't care. But no, um, uh, uh, so what did you think of this movie? I, I mean, I was completely bored. That was my main reaction. Like, I, it, I thought this was kind of an interesting movie in the way that it both like seemed like this is kind of like when it, when it, this came out like 2002, right? Something like that. 2003, something like that. Yeah. Like early aughts. And it, it really yeah, feels early like... early aughts, post 9-11, yeah. It kind of feels like it, it, like, representative of, like, an inflection point where, like, one... Like, it pointed towards the future in one way and, like, yeah. represented what came before it in another way. Like, this is, like, a, a, a big tentpole, like, comic book movie, which is just... That's all movie making now. And in yeah, a lot of ways, it, it feels... It feels like, you know, we talked maybe last time, but we've, we've talked about like Marvel movies feeling like just completely smooth, you know, just all mm-hmm. rough edges or like personality sanded off to just like appeal to like all 7 billion people on the planet. It has to compete exactly. everywhere with everyone. So, you yeah. know, it feels like uh, 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 it points to that in a lot of ways. Like this is an incredibly smooth movie. You know, it just, I have already forgotten almost everything from it. But it also, like, it feels like a complete failure at the same time in ways that, like, movies aren't allowed to be anymore. Um, Like, no Marvel movie would be this poorly thought out. You know, there's just, there's too much invested in it. Like, the same thing that makes them, like, all the same and kind of boring in a way is also like the same thing that ensures that none of them will ever be too bad at the same time. You know, they have a, a fairly high ceiling and a fairly low floor or no other way around fairly, fairly high floor, fairly low ceiling, like all Marvel movies. Like they can't be too bad. They can't be too good. You know, the best of them is, you know, pretty good. And the worst of them is, you know, wasn't great, but they will never really inspire like any passionate responses because they're, they're too quality controlled. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to watch it and go off. And then like, because this is not going to be anyone's like velvet revolver type movie. You know what I mean? Where like people are going to like velvet consume- underground. Velvet revolver is a very different band. That was a like shitty, like fart rock group from like 2006, I think. But The Velvet Underground is, I believe, what you were referring to—the proto-punk band. No, I meant I meant Velvet Revolver. 
the, uh, the the famous quote about the Velvet Underground is only 500 people bought their records, but they all started bands. You know, not yeah. very popular, but hugely influential. Um, I've never heard. Uh, clearly, not as influential as Velvet Revolver. Yeah, you were not one of the 500. Um, I actually did start a band, and it was called "And You Can't Cancel Me" because I was a child when I came up with this name. It was. It was, it was called Short Bus. It's, I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. All right. So what did I think of this movie? So again, I really think that it, it really, it, it feels like the awkward, like middle evolutionary stage where like, again, this points to a lot of like, of what like mainstream movie making would become like, all, like, again, like all movie making is just obsessed with IP like if we're going to invest any money at all in a movie, it has to be based on something people already know so that they will show up in theater. And like, not only is this based on a comic book, it is itself, the comic book itself is obsessed with IP. Um, you know, they're all established characters, but like, it's like, it's, it's weird IP that I wouldn't, intellectual property that I wouldn't imagine anyone like audiences are really clamoring for. Like, I think what's interesting, I ha again, I haven't read the comic book. I'm not a big comic book guy. I did go through a phase, like literally there was a six month window where I got really into it. And Alan Moore was one of the guys that I really loved, but mm -hmm. this isn't one of his that I have. Alvin Moore, uh, Stephen Miller, uh, he made the Batman. That's Frank Miller. I didn't like him. Um, Neil Gaiman, did, um, his whole Sandman, wait, yeah, I really like that. You but, didn't like Frank Miller? Is Frank Miller, not, is Frank Miller actually like a fascist or like he just writes fascistic type characters? I don't know. I've never met him. But, uh, you know, he's... I've he met wrote, him several times. That was a quiz. You failed. Okay. But, but and like, one of the... What's interesting and, like, idiosyncratic about the comic book, I would imagine, is that it's, it's interested in characters that, like, not many people are really interested in anymore. Yeah. Like, it's just... It seems like these are... This is, like sort of a literary niche like that Alan Moore himself was interested in but yeah. you know, I don't think there was there was a huge public clamoring for we need Quatermain stories yeah um I swear to god if I don't get an expanded universe about uh about uh, Jonathan Harker's wife Mina uh, I'm going to lose my shit yeah yeah um so it it, it astounds me that this movie made 200 million dollars um just because like again, it's it's a super smooth movie, but like, um, in a way that like, again, it it doesn't really they they clearly haven't like worked out the process of like how do we how do we make these like factory produced movies? Because like, I'll yeah. give them credit. Like, Marvel has their quality control down to a science. Like, it's totally like assembly line filmmaking, but like they produce what they are looking to produce. Like. They're not mm -hmm. all perfect. Like, there's definitely a little bit of variation quality-wise, but yeah. like, they yeah. they they know their lane. Like, and it it really is like an assembly line what they do. Like, you know, they have like an established team of writers, like a, a rotating stable of directors. Like, all of part of the reason all of the action scenes in Marvel movies look the same is because they're all, all the same people. Well, it's like the like the credited directors of most marvel movies like they don't really direct the action scenes themselves they have like a specialized unit that comes into every movie and just does the action scenes um so it's like almost a separate production 
that like, you know, just because they're so big and so, um, you know, every, every fight scene in a Marvel movie takes like 30 minutes and, ha- you know, has like half a billion dollars worth of CGI involved. It really needs to be like a streamlined, efficient process. So they've got, you know, their little yeah. expert core who just does that and gets brought on to every single movie, which is what ends up happening is all, they all look the same. But that's, yeah. I think, part of the point. They're not really looking for a whole lot of variation. They have a very yeah. clear idea of what they're doing, and they put that out every time, which yeah. I think, I don't I don't hate those movies. You know, if I'm, like, on an airplane or sick, they're, like, perfectly Perfect. fine. Like, you know, oh. they do but their every job. Every once in a while, well. you get a Ragnarok. Every once in a while, you yeah. get a Ragnarok, yeah. which is, like, which, like, stands out from them and is, like, just so much fun. I never – we talk about them being smooth. And I want people to understand, like, we're not – I don't think we're coming at it – I mean, listen, I've watched, like – I've watched – of course, I've watched a ton of them. But I've probably watched less than most just because, like, at a certain point, like, I just was kind of like, I'm so fucking sick of everyone talking about this. It's so much better for my life if I just feel like I haven't seen it. And then they just go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to talk with them about it. So, yeah. like, I haven't seen Civil War, Endgame. I saw the first Avengers. That's the only Avengers I've seen, right? Um, I literally only watched Ragnarok because so many people were like, no, like people that I trust were like, it's actually yeah. good. Uh, but, but you know, like, what's it called? I mean, like, I have, yeah, ever since, yeah. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say like, 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 like by smooth, we don't mean like these are bad movies. Like mm-hmm. these are like, like, like we're not taking them to task. I think what we are saying is, and I will speak for both of us as is my right. Uh, what's it called? Is that like, is that like, 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 like no one is going to, like, I have watched movies that have, at least for a little bit, feel like they have changed the trajectory of my life in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not like a huge divergence, but like a little nick, you know what I mean? And I'm going in a slightly different direction than if I had never seen this movie, right? Certain movies that really get you. This isn't happening with the Marvel movies. This is Taco Bell. You're going to eat it. It's going to taste good. It's going to come right out of you. You're not going to have to push. Don't even yeah. worry about it. You know what I yeah, mean? And- and there's not like you don't like eat like a like a quarter pounder and like and like feel the like the personal the personality of the chef yes. behind it like this is yes. something that was designed in a lab by like a committee of like food pep- preparation scientists and they've got mm-hmm. the whole thing down to a science you know mm-hmm. so you're going to get pretty much the exact same thing every time you know you're you, you mm-hmm. go out and get a quarter pounder knowing exactly what you're going to get. But mm-hmm. like, but there's no personality behind it. It is, it is a, no. a corporate product, which is, you mm-hmm. know, not, not uh, an insult. It's just a descriptor. Um, yeah. It's like, just factually to, accurate. Yeah. But like to com- going back to, you know, uh, zooming out from the metaphor, like comparing it to like a like you feel the personality of a creator behind it. Like that is yeah. pure Herzog. It is pure Kinski. There is, there is individual humanity coursing through its veins. Like, yeah, you know, these big yeah. studio blockbusters are committee designed. That's just the way that they are. And, you know, they're yeah. designed to appeal to as many people as possible. And that's, you know, again, yeah. not right or wrong. It's just what they are. And this, I don't think Werner Herzog has ever once said like, I need to make money on this. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I'm sure that he likes making money on them, but I think like, I get the feeling from every movie of his I've ever seen, which is Aguirre, and that's it. Uh, what's it called? That he's just like, no, I'm making this movie because I have to make this movie because this is the movie I'm making. You know what I mean? So he, he was he was actually in he was in the Mandalorian, the Star Wars show. 
um, as he was kind of the Brunner big bad. Herzog was. Yeah, he was like the like one of the main Imperials. I know it's Jesus. it's it's I, I didn't love the Mandalorian as much as 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 much as I think a lot of people did, but like he's he's a real like he's a strong spot. I'm gonna watch it. It's, I'm literally gonna watch it just because of that. It's I didn't so know weird that. seeing him in it, and like he he had never seen a Star Wars movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, of course, you know, he's why would yeah, you have seen a Star Wars movie? So when he saw um apparently like when he saw Baby Yoda, he, he started like apparently like he started like weeping just because he was like he had, he had no familiarity with Yoda as a concept and it was just like what is this astoundingly beautiful creature you have created? <laughs> <laughs> well like he does he does pop up in weird places like that. Like he yeah. did a guest spot on like parks and recreation. Um yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but, he's just a good guy. But but yeah, yeah no, sorry, you were saying yeah the point i was making is like the like this pointed like league of extraordinary gentlemen like points the way forward to like factory filmmaking where you're you're getting quarter pounders reliably every time you know they're they're mm-hmm. cooked just right the mm-hmm. the all of the ratios are perfectly calculated like you mm-hmm. like there are no like you know there are no chicken heads in your nuggets like they've got it down to a science that's what we've got now but like yeah. this feels like the prototype where like it like it was still fucking mooing like if like it it feels like like a weird like pre-model t where they like don't really have the Mm -hmm. the process Mm -hmm. figured out like they're moving in a direction but this is like this is like a a purely experimental model with like all of the nuts and bolts showing like what's what's clear is this like this is a movie that feels like it was made by a committee but no one on the committee like had they were all making different movies yeah. And like, but rather than like that creating, like there are movies like that where like, they're not good, but they like, there are some like interesting jagged edges where you can kind of see like different interesting movies kind of like all pointing out, like uh, all like kind of sticking out at weird angles. This isn't that, this mm-hmm. is just like, everyone had different no. ideas and they couldn't come to an agreement. So they just went with like, none of it. They just like, fuck it. E- even okay. them out into like the most boring decision possible. Um, so no, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, an example of that is that like literally, they set up Mina Harker to kind of be like a love interest. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? For like, yeah. For I mean, like two or three different characters, basically. Yeah. End of the movie is with no one, right? Which is like whatever, fine, but like, but like. This feels like a movie where, like, okay, there's going to be like a love interest, like she's going to kiss, you know what I mean, right? Like, uh-huh. like it felt weirdly, like, 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 like it wasn't, and it wasn't like she just like struck up on her own. It's just kind of like, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, well, uh, she ended up with no one. Fuck it, you know what I mean? And like, it, like, and it's not I, like I don't know, like you could do that as an interesting, like an almost like feminist thing. Like this character does mm-hmm. not need to be defined by her romantic yeah. relationship to a man. But mm-hmm. it just, it's like, it, it's not that. It's just, they no, thought it's not a thing and just like didn't tie it off. Like, it's, it literally it, seems like they forgot. Yeah. It's, we, we could have done a thing, but we just, we didn't. You know, who cares? Which is like every character arc in this movie. Again, we talked about yeah. like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, his whole thing just doesn't become a thing. Like, Dorian Gray betrays them just because someone needs to. Um, do you remember the scene where Captain Nemo 
where they're like, what the hell is that? And he goes, I call it an automobile. Right. Yeah. I was fucking Because that's the thing. I'll, 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 I'll say something right now. I'm going to come out right now is this. I actually really like steampunk aesthetics. I really like steampunk aesthetics. That's fine. I really like these. Punk I think it, it's the alternate history kind of idea of it. That's why, like, I really, I was explaining this to my wife. Like, that's why, like, part of the reason I really love Fallout is because in the Fallout universe of the video games, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, um, it's actually an alternate history, um, even though it's set in the future, because where, where it diverges is... is, is they, like, they, they actually had a nuclear war during the Cold War. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, that, 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 well, 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 that's what ends up being the end point, is that there actually does actually end up being a nuclear exchange, although with China... Not with the Soviet Union. As far as I know, the Soviet Union is never mentioned in the Fallout games, at least in all the ones I've played. Um, it's all China. It's Red China. Um, but um, basically, uh, I think they never get the transistor radio or something like that. Um, but they get, like, nuclear fission, right? So everything in the game is nuclear. Nothing is – like, everything in the game is nuclear. Everything revolves off nuclear power. The, like, like, the cars are nuclear, um, the, the, every appliance and everything is all run off of nuclear power. Like it's all nuclear based. Everything is nuclear based. Right. And so it, it's kind of like th this obsession with nukes, right. And why everything is nuke this and nuke. And, 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 and I'm, I'm getting, sorry, I'm nerding out about fallout. Right. I'm probably wrong. It's probably not the transistor radio. I don't know when the fuck, but whatever it was, there was something that was, that was, that, that like is in our Timeline well, that is not alternate in there. histories and steampunk is an interesting yes. alternate history. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> very, very interesting. And and that's the thing, right? And done with a big budget because you need to do a big budget because you need to go big with it, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't just have like, oh, I, I got myself a derby hat, but it has a gear on it. Fuck you. That's not steampunk. You're just you're just an asshole. You know what I mean? You've got to go big with it, right? You've got to imagine a world in which the entire world is like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, they, they fucking developed, like, 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 I don't know, like, like, basically the society we have today, but all based off of steam, like, 100 years ago. Like, something like that, right? Or these, or whatever. This was an opportunity to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And also to incorporate all these, like, literary characters into this, like, kind of, like, steampunk, uh, uh, a turn of the last century Justice League. Like, I mean, Alan Moore is a fucking genius. I've not read one bit of anything he's done, but <laughs> everything I'm familiar with what he has done seems really cool, and I keep telling myself I will, and then I don't. And I probably never will, and that's fine. I'm going to keep watching the movies he hates that are made about his stuff, and I'm going to keep loving them. There was a way to do this movie that was cool. You know what I mean? That was good, right? With it, with, and I think you said it, with an actual good ensemble cast, and I don't know who the fuck wrote this screenplay, but uh, fuck them. And what's it called? They fucked it up. Because that's the thing. They, like, I want to see a reboot of this. I want to see them take another crack at it. I think they could do it. I think there's a good movie here. There could potentially be. And I think there is, I, I think there is, like... A, any again, any piece of intellectual property that exists that could possibly be mined for, you know, some kind of profit will get mined. So I, I believe that I had read that there was, you know, I think there have been potential sequels or reboots in the works for this as long as it has, has existed. I believe that the most recent take, which you know, who knows if it goes anywhere, most likely it will not, 
was they're going to do a, 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 a lady Ghostbusters version of this where it's all female. Um, I would fucking watch that. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Sure. Did yeah. you see Lady Ghostbusters? No. No, I didn't either. Yeah. I but only because I'm a misogynist. What? Oh, I said, but only because I'm a misogynist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the other thing. I don't know if I put this up. The real women thing is, not all women believe in magic, obviously, but I, I literally, every woman I've ever known in my life has believed in ghosts. That is true. Every single one I have met has believed in ghosts. Okay. Well, on that weird note, do you have anything final to say about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? What's it called? Um, yeah, it's a good movie. You should go watch it. It's 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 it, 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 it's fine. I mean, what's it called? It's it's just a standard bad movie. You're not gonna be upset having watched it. You're gonna be like, you're gonna. You're, here's my reaction watching it. You're just gonna see a bunch of times when you're like, fuck. You know, I they could have done something else there. Oh, they could have done something else there. Right, right. But it's like I don't know. It's an interesting idea. Um, uh, uh, you want a much better thing? Uh, if you can find, there's a game that's called uh, Arcanum of Might and Magic. I think I'm messing that wrong up. Uh, there's a, a steampunk computer game where you can have guns or magic. Uh, much better. Uh, good game. Yeah, they they don't really do anything with the whole steampunk thing, honestly. Like the no, I, like Nemo, kind of. Yeah the the first 15 minutes, I thought, kind of set up like kind of an interesting like steampunk indiana jones romp but they just whatever it's so cool whatever thread is there is completely lost yeah. and like, the design of the movie sucks too like they yeah really, like it's just like all of the there's yeah. way too much cgi in this movie and it, it looks yeah. like they're like ps2 graphics you, you know what kind of did it's not an exact one-to-one but you know what kind of did i think what this movie should have done very well insofar as taking like a literary kind of work, right? And kind of reworking that whole, well, kind of having like a little bit of kind of steampunky in there, but not like, you know, I think um, the Robert Downey Jr. Um, yeah, I was going to mention Sherlock that. Holmes. Like, yeah. I, I remember almost nothing about that movie, but I think I enjoyed it mostly. Like, oh, I loved it. I loved it. It's one of my favorite movies. Really? Okay. I loved it. Hmm. Yeah, that is the second one. Oh, man. You know what we should, you know what we should, we, we talk about this off pod, but you know what we should do sometime? Every once in a while, we should just both watch a movie that neither one of us has watched. That might be interesting, yeah. Legitimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to watch the uh, 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 Will Ferrell Sherlock Holmes. Oh, boy. Yeah, okay. We could try that sometime. Yeah. Okay. I want to say it's called Watson and Crick, but I know that's not it. Holmes and Watson, Jesus. Holmes and Watson. Watson and Crick, who are they? They uh, discovered double helix. One of them is racist, right? Very possibly. Okay. What did you think of this movie? What's your final closing thoughts? Uh, you know, just, I, I have, I forgot about it by the time I was done watching it. Um, I would say there's, I'm going to recommend a better podcast than ours. Um, we hate movies. It's a good, you know, there are 8 million like bad movie podcasts out there, but it's, you know, I, it is the one that I like. I think it's my personal favorite. I've tried a few, uh, but you know, there, there are a lot of options out there, but anyway, they, they have a, a concept on there of the hangover movie, um, which is basically, it's something, you know, more or less entertaining, but 
un- unchallenging enough that you can kind of only half watch it. And if you like, yeah. if you take a nap in the middle, like you're not going to be oh. lost. And like, I worked out. I worked out while watching it. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I would say the the best case scenario for this movie is it's a hangover movie, but it's just it's 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 too boring. Like it it would not it would not distract me from like from like terminal dehydration. Like it's just yeah. Like I, I think my movie of that my version of that anyway is again like the plain or sick movie, which Marvel movies are great for that. They're fine. Fantastic. But this like it just it doesn't even r- rise to like that level of interest. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, thumbs yeah. down for me, bro. Again, I, I like Alan Moore. I'm gonna throw a quick shout out to I, I at Watchmen. Obviously, I talked about last time is great, but his run on Swamp Thing is really great. It's like really like poetic, trippy '70s stuff. You know, it's 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 weird and fun and messy and gothic and yeah, I don't know. That, I was a fan of that. So anyway. Um, Did you ever listen to the Chapo episode with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, I I re-listen to that periodically, and it's like a really good. I mean, Chapo's usually a political show, and this wasn't completely apolitical. This interview with him, but just like, like his ideas, like the depth of yeah, what it, you know, because so much of the time when artists are you know try to be like deep, it's like shut the fuck up. But like, I could listen to that man talk for hours. Yeah, he's just so he's just such an interesting man. And the work he does is so interesting. I've not consumed any of it, but uh, very interesting. He's a smart guy who looks like a homeless wizard. He rocks. He rocks. He looks like Hagrid. Uh, yeah. And he does magic. I mean, he's when I, when my Inquisition, not the word I want to use, when my, uh, when, when I start my witch trials, uh, Alan Moore will be spared. Absolutely. We've been at this now two hours. You want to move on to uh, what yeah. are you watching? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You go first. Okay. So I have, I, I started off this whole quarantine being like, this is an opportunity to like check out things I've never checked out before. Like really like expand my horizons, catch up on a bunch of stuff. At this point, I am just like, I am returning. Have I not helped you do that? <laughs> no, absolutely not. But at this point. Whoa, what the fuck? But I'm not doing that anymore anyway. At this point, it's it's pure nostalgia. Like, I just want comfort food that I liked when I was 12. So, um, last week I talked about watching the original 2003 Spider-Man. Uh, I, this week I watched Spider-Man 2, which, I mean, just... Hold up, you froze. Are you still there? Hello? Rob. Hello. Yeah. You watch the original 2002 Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Yeah, so watch Spider-Man 2. Um, Spider-Man 2. It's great. That's just, it, it's like... Are you going to see 3? I don't, I don't think I'm that desperate. No. Come on, don't be an asshole. No, you can assign that to me at some point. We can talk about it. But I'm, I'm not wasting an assignment on that. Yeah. Honestly, honestly it, it, it might be my favorite superhero movie. Spider-Man 2. It's just, it's so like... Spider-Man 3? <laughs> it's so like just fun and breezy and like legitimately funny and like campy and just well yes. together. Like Yes. Like it's... Yes. It's, and it's like, it's really... Sam Raimi, right? Yeah, Sam Raimi who um, did the, the Evil Dead series. So they're like part, but which is like horror done as like a Looney Tunes comic. It's like, yeah. 
and like he he brings some of that right. that spirit to like this like there are some definitely more influences but also just like campiness and like sense of play and like we're gonna do something because it's fun not because it necessarily like yeah. you, don't, you don't have like they're not like they're not operating like Christopher Nolan land where like everything has to be perfectly realistic and they're also not yeah. in the like later Marvel thing where just we can't do anything too weird it's like you know we're gonna we're gonna get weird with it we're gonna have fun with it and really it's it's just so good it's so good but it, it like it knows exactly what it wants to do it's telling this like really clear story about this character like just yeah you know, we, we know what his issue like it's it's like pure like Hollywood by the book screenwriting, like save the cat shit. Just like, here's this character. He has this problem. We are watching him resolve it. You know, everything is perfectly structured, but it's just, it's, it's done. Like that stuff, when it's done well, it really works. Like Michael Chabon, who's one of my favorite novelists, did a pass on the scripts. Like, it's just, it's good, man. It's fun. It's a good time. It, it, yeah. I, I just watched the whole thing. I, I might legitimately rewatch it. I might yeah. legitimately rewatch it. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, I mean, I I think it does a really good job of capturing both the tragedy of Spider-Man, but also like Spider-Man's fun. Spider-Man's yeah. cool. Spider-Man, like, it's a good thing. It's a, it's very sad too, you it, know. It, but that's what's great about it. It's like it's breezy without being weightless. Like it has. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's it's fun, but it also is like do. It's like it's got emotional stakes to it. Yeah. 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 Very, very few movies seem to be able to pull off that balance. They're either like complete, completely weightless, like the the Marvel movies, but you know, like a good or just design. or just so fucking heavy. Yeah, or just like Dark Knight, Zack Snyder, just like <laughs> fucking like weight of the world. Like this is the mo- yeah. this, this movie That's about a good. clown. Oh no, I won't hear you diss Zack Snyder. You get the fuck out of here. All right, he's he's great. All right. I'm going to bed. Can you set the coffee? Yeah, I got the coffee. Okay. All right, I love you. I love you. All right. Good night. Good night. Okay. All right. Rob says hi. 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 I kissed you, but you're in front of Rob. Yeah. Should I kiss you? Gross. No, I'm a, Gross. I'm a Valsal warrior. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, good night. Good night. <laughs> uh, Goodbye. I've been notably less misogynistic this time. Proud of you. Thank you. Actually, I did say a woman believe in ghosts. I'll let it slide. Let it slide. Because it's true. <laughs> you are the one who I went on a business trip and you called me terrified because you saw a ghost in our room. So you had to sleep with the lights on. Yeah, I still sleep with the lights on when you're not. When you're, you're when, the when, only when, one in this relationship who has seen a ghost. Yeah, but I don't believe in them. Okay. Good night. Good night. You. Love you. Um, what's it called? Yeah. Okay. So you watched the old Spider-Man's. What else have you watched? Uh, the Matrix. Um, yeah. I I I I think I'm gonna do the whole trilogy. You should. I can't hear you. you. Hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. It, it, it's been like maybe three or four years since I've seen the first one, but the other two, I don't think I've seen since they came out. So I'm kind of excited to rewatch them. Um, but the first, I mean, the first one holds it up really well. Like, it's, it's great. You know, it's like, it's just, they, they do a really good job of like world building without like overloading you. Amazing. Um, the action is great. 
you know, they, it's mostly practical stuff with like just enough to like enhance it without overwhelming it, you know? Yeah. Um, what's this does look again a little PlayStation y, but it's used so sparingly that it almost doesn't. Yeah, it, and also it was like 2001. What the fuck do you want? Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. they were doing the best thing. I, I remember when it came out, I was like, that looks awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, and it does still in a way. And again, it's like Spider Man. It's it's like total like by the book Hollywood screenwriting, you know, ev- hitting every beat like exactly where you would expect to hit it. But again, they're doing they're, it's it's done so well. Like that's that's not a problem, um, because they're I mean they're doing something interesting with it. You know, they've got again like a clear idea of this person's arc, like clear idea of what the emotional stakes are. Like they just they hit the beats and they hit them well. Like. It's not a problem with hitting the beats. That's not my problem with Marvel movies. I don't. I don't know. It. it I don't want. It, 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 no, it's like indescribable. I understand what you're talking about. It's this yeah. like there, there's this way that Marvel movies hit it where it's like, I mean, no, I mean it's a difference between like, like going to like uh, I don't know like like you ever been to like uh, like District Taco? You ever been to District Taco sure. in DC? Yeah, District Taco, very good. Like I've had District Taco a few times, right? Right, you know, right, or, or like fish taco. You've been to fish taco, yeah. That fish taco, like taco, that, that exactly that what? versus taco bell, you know, or like you know, a lot of the same ingredients, but just there, it's missing something. It's uh, there's something different, there's something different, or it's like you know, uh, a great song versus kind of a, a crappy cover version, you know, not, yes. not bad, just listless, you know, it's missing the soul. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The Matrix is Johnny Hurt, uh, is Johnny Cash's Hurt, and uh, the other one is Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> actually, I like both of those songs, honestly. Um, okay, okay, yeah. No, I, I, I actually love Johnny Cash's Hurt, and then I found out that apparently a lot of people don't. Hmm. I mean, I don't it, know. It did get kind of overplayed for a while. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think there was like a, a similar backlash to The Matrix for a while just because it was like the like the go-to like dumb guy smart guy movie like you know there's yes layers to that movie but like did you know if you take neo it spells one (laughs) exactly yeah yeah i think i think the uh eventual arrival uh of inception did it a great favor by sort of that was so good yes exactly yes yeah yes that that's the movie that now occupies that like that mental space. So people can talk about that. The Matrix yes. just gets to be like a great Kung Fu movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, you just get to enjoy it for what it is. And I can tell you, as a dumb guy, uh, what's it called, who saw Inception and was just like, damn, I got that. I'm, you know what, I'm doing all right. But doing pretty there's good. There's an important difference in that, like, the point of Inception was to get it. Like, it was a puzzle there to be- Yeah. Like the point of the movie was to solve the movie, whereas, like the the Matrix works as a movie, and there are like other levels of like meaning to it. But that's you know that's you can enjoy it without that, and the other layers are like malleable enough that like it's not just like there is one correct reading of this, and you must solve for X to get that. Like, it is a metaphor that is malleable enough that people can apply both like Buddhism to it and like weirdo right-wing red pill stuff yeah 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 which is like a fairly flexible metaphor yeah 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 and also like christianity as yeah. well 
Like, yeah, yeah, like, like, I mean, literally anyone can watch The Matrix and be like, there you go. There you go. So last one real quick. We want to move this up. Just uh, I also watched Sunshine, which is a Danny Boyle sci-fi movie from like 2007. Um, I was about to say, don't we know Danny Boyle? And then I remember that's not his last name, but it's like that. Yes, we do know a person who has a name similar to that. But no, you know, the guy who made like a uh, train. Too many fucking Irish. Sorry, continue. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a perfect movie. Um, it like takes this really weird third act turn where it seemed like they were like, the studio or someone was like, this needs more action. Can you add like a slasher element to it just so we have like a, a big climax? Where it's, it's really, it, it's not at all like that for the vast majority of the runtime. It's just like kind of meditative, like, hard sci-fi movie without actual hard science like the science in it is bullshit it just has kind of the patina of being like a hard science movie um but it you know it it still works it's you know like oh my god is it cillian murphy yeah it's it's actually got a really good cast uh cillian murphy oh wow chris evans before he was captain america uh rose burn rose burn yeah wow it's it's like oh wow yeah it's 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 not bad it's a pretty stacked movie. Um, it's got a really, a really good score, and um, just it, does, it like the space photography is really well. Or is really well done. Um, yeah, it's not a perfect movie, but I, I enjoy it a lot. I certainly give it a recommend. So, you ever see the wind that shakes the barley? Yes, um, that's a good movie. Yeah, I, I, I only watched. I've only seen the scenes where uh, it's just montages of them killing British people. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's which, something deep within me. Um, I, I bet it did. I bet it did. The coolness of the Irish. Directed by uh, John Sayles, who also made Mate One, which I talked about here a few weeks ago. That was the one about the coal miners' strike. But you haven't seen it, so I don't know why you remember. I haven't seen it, dude. I need to. This John Sayles guy seems right up my alley. I think um, he. Did. I mean, his movies might be a little talky for you, but his politics are certainly up your alley. Bro, yeah, no. If his politics align with mine, I'm going to like it. Did I tell you actually? If you. You, you got to try this next time you're with my kids. Just go ooh-ah and see what they do, okay? Okay. See what they do. Okay, see what they do. All right, yeah. where are you? What you got? What's it called? All right, uh, first off, uh, what's it called? Uh, 26 plus 6 equals 1. Um, no, uh, where were we? Uh, what's it called? Um, what have I been watching? Bro, I've actually been watching something this week. Yeah? Yeah. I've been watching Money Heist, and it's been ruining my life. How so? Do you know Money Heist? I, I've heard of it. It's one that's always. La Casa de Papel. It's on my list. I've just never quite gotten around to it. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? It's so it's like it's 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 weird. So so uh, uh, it's this it's this uh, series. So I saw it was four parts. So I'm like, oh, I can watch four episodes easy. <laughs> it's not apparently in Spain. A part is a fucking season. Jackie and I stayed up until like one a.m. one night. Just what we we watched like four episodes in a row because we were like, okay, well, this is really good, and I mean, I don't want to see how they're going to end it. They're going to have to do this really fast. Did not end, and then we saw, oh no, not this is four seasons, each one having like thirteen episodes. Okay, hmm. so yeah, but so we are in the second part. Uh, it's basically a heist movie, and it's like this, like uh, it's 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 like a very uh, it's a heist movie, but what they do is they take over the royal mint of Spain. And then they print money, uh, which honestly rocks, right? It's this like very, 
it, it's a very good heist element. Um, 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 I also hate it, uh, but I love it. It's it's it, it, it's very engaging to watch. It's very good to watch. Uh, it's a it's a little cliche, honestly. At some points, you know, you get a lot of those like heist cliches. Um, the woman who plays the main character has a very distracting haircut. It looks like uh, 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 like I mean, it looks like a quarantine cut. You know what I mean, right? She has like bangs, and it's all like very straight, and it's just very distracting. And she sucks. She's just not professional. I'm constantly yelling at the screen, "Do your fucking job." Um, which I wonder, I wondered, I was wondering the other day, is this a cultural thing? Me as an American who's been inculcated into uh, a lifetime of servitude to uh, the American capitalist state uh, versus uh, Europeans uh, who just, like, again, will set cop cars on fire if they're not allowed to take a one-hour nap at work. So what's it called? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I was wondering that. I was like, I literally, despite all of my political leanings, might just, like, having grown up here just might not understand these people's refusal to do their fucking job, uh, which would again, net them more money than they could ever spend in their lifetime. Uh, I don't understand They Like I don't also it's me constantly yelling at it. Cause she's like 30 and she's fucking like a 19 year old. And I'm like, listen, listen here, Mrs. Epstein, you calm down right now. Uh, what's it called? Point is though, it's really good. Uh, you should watch it. It's good. You learn a lot about Spain. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Spain has a king. Uh, also, uh, what's it called? What else do you learn about Spain? Spain seems pretty cool. Also, insane how little Europe is. Why? Uh, Europe should not be a continent. Only a continent because the people that decided where continents are were from there. Bullshit. Also, I think I would be a great in a heist because you want to know what I would do? I would keep my head down, right? And I would immediately yeah, mock you executing. Never kept your head down in your life. I will. I've always kept my head down. Also, I would constantly be mock mock executing hostages. Uh, uh, <laughs> Anytime one of them stepped out of line, just mock execution after mock execution. They're not hard enough on these hostages. These hostages are too horny. They need to jack off. Everyone on that show needs to jack off. Go jack off. It's a good show. You should watch it. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, uh, that and then... Uh, uh, I've also been watching uh, 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 the 2017 uh, remake, uh, reboot, uh, not remake, a uh, reboot of uh, DuckTales. Um, okay. Duck, DuckTales. Very good. Honestly, I've had to resist the urge to watch it when my kids are not awake. Uh, it, it is very good. Uh, it's very good. I like DuckTales. I, I was a huge DuckTales fan as a kid. Um, what's it called? It's very nice to watch. Uh, I decided, I think the perfect aesthetic, and I think the aesthetic I'm going to go for, uh, probably when it cools down a little bit, it's getting kind of hot, uh, is henchman. Henchman aesthetic is fantastic. You want to look like a henchman, right? You want to have a flat cap. You want to have a striped shirt. You want to have a turtleneck. You want to have a vest, uh, for no reason. Uh, what's it called? You want to wear, uh, what's it called? You want to wear, uh, uh, work boots. Uh, you want to wear jeans, right? That's a great aesthetic. You just want to try to look like a henchman from a cartoon. And honestly, you won't go half wrong. Turtlenecks. I, Rob, you're about to see the moment fall hits, the moment that first leaf falls. Turtlenecks, baby. Mm. Turtlenecks. I've been thinking I might want to introduce that to my, to my aesthetic as well. I, honestly, honestly, how funny it would be if we all just got turtlenecks and we just all, all just stood around in turtlenecks and flat caps talking about the boss and just – 
did not mention any, and, and just whatever people asked us about it, we just went like, mind your own business. And that's all we did. While smoking like cheap cigarettes? Yes. Yeah. Like, gloves? Yes. What? I mean, first off, if you think I haven't already priced driving gloves, you're insane. You don't know me. What's it called? Yeah. So yeah, so that's what I've been watching. I've been watching uh, Money Heist and uh, DuckTales. Okay. All right. Um, you want to sign each other movies? Yeah, you go first. You always go first. Why do I have to go first? Yeah, it's called reverse psychology. So, all right, I'll go first. So I, I'm going to tell you a movie I was going to... No, 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 no. You've made it weird. Um, what's it called? I'm going to tell you what movie I was going to assign you, and then you will understand why I'm not assigning you that movie anymore. Okay. I was going to assign you Cop Out. Uh, however, given everything that's going on, uh, not going to do that. Uh, so I'm going to assign you The Book of Eli. Okay. All right. Do you know, know what happens in that? Uh, sort of. I feel like I've had it spoiled for me, but I think I've also sort of forgotten it. So, okay, that's good. That's good. I, I feel like it's the kind of thing where I'm going to remember halfway through it. Yes. Okay. But, so okay, so that's even better. You're gonna remember halfway through it. Okay. Never mind. That'll work. Book of Eli, which I saw. Say with me. Where did I see it? In the theater. Wrong. Wrong. I did not see it in the theater. I saw it illegally on the internet. That's oh, that's, that's option two. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the yeah. first time I watched it. I downloaded it and watched it in a hangout, in a hangout, in a hangover, in a hangout. That's what I'm gonna call. That's what I should have always called my hangovers. I'm just hanging out. Mm. I am. Just fucking pick something that I'm gonna hate. See, okay, what was what was tempting to me was I was going to give you a, I was going to try and be politically relevant and give you a, a movie about a about a racial injustice, but I think we probably actually want to stay away from that. I don't know if we're the men to topple that topic. But, no, probably not. Yeah. Also, also, I was thinking about this. The great thing about this podcast, uh, 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 which I've been listening to, because uh, I listen to our whenever we do these, because I'm a I'm 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 a, I'm a narcissist. Um, what's it called um uh uh like keeping it not timely is great because yeah. like yeah you can like re-listen to these like you know what i mean they, they have way more re-listenableness right or you can go back and listen like you know what i mean right like you ever watch an old episode you know it's psychotic you know what i did like a year ago what'd you do or, or like two years ago i watched an old episode of the daily show like just from like a random day insane I say, no, it's like yeah, from like John Stewart era, yeah, just yeah, 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 but like completely unwatchable, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I I am not going to give you Russia, <laughs> which is a a French movie about a race riot, or well, not a race riot, uh, about racism that ends in violence. Um, maybe later. It's a great movie, but probably not what we need right now. Um, yeah. I am instead going to go in the complete opposite direction and give you the whitest movie possible uh, and assign you Rushmore, um, which is a Wes Anderson movie. I was, think- I-, I was thinking about doing Life, Aqu- Life Aquatic, which are, those are just the two that I have on DVD. Um, but 
I, I don't know. I, you might hate the life aquatic more just because Rushmore was like his only his second movie and was on a much tighter budget. And by the time he did life aquatic, he could afford to go full Wes Anderson and have like paper mache sets and shit. But so Rushmore is a little lighter on that, but I feel like you were going to hate the main character who I also identify with deeply. So we'll see. Um, we will see. We yeah. will absolutely see. What's it called? You said you have it on a DVD? Yes. So I figure we'll probably have to do an exchange. I can also, this way I can also give you back Red Heat. What's it called? No, nah, you can keep Red Heat. That's fine. I don't need to keep that. You, I, uh, I'm going to give you back Red Heat. Okay. I'll, I'm going to watch it again. So it's fine. Yeah. I figure you will yeah, what's it called? Yeah, okay, okay. So I, yeah, because that's the thing. I've actually seen Steve Zissou, and actually, I actually did see Steve Zissou in the theater. I actually did. My parents oh. brought me to that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I like to see. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I watched it, and I remember, I literally don't remember anything about it. I just remember the hats and being like, I think I look good in a hat like that. Never got a hat like that. I actually did have a hat like that for a while. Not intentionally. I wasn't like trying to be Steve Zissou. But it's a good hat. Yeah. I think if I could do everything all over again, I'd be an ocean guy. Even though you get terribly seasick? Yeah, but I, I take Dramamine and I'm fine. I, I, I also don't believe I get seasick. I'm like my dad. My dad refuses to admit that. Whenever I say, like, well, dad, you and I get seasick, he says, no, we don't. And literally, one of my earliest memories is me and my dad throwing up into a toilet together on, on, a, on a ferry. Mm. Not even like a proper boat, like on a ferry to an island. Strong stock. I know. Well, what's it called? We're, we're Jews. We take boats one way. <laughs> what we do. All right. Well, we've been at this way too long. So, uh, that's, <laughs> it's been that's- three hours. A lot of that is we have been talking for three hours, but like I think the first like twenty thirty minutes was just the two of us catching up. But these do just keep getting longer. Like <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, we might need to introduce a guest at one point just to have one that's an hour and a half. That might work. That also just having a third person talking, they might cut us off. They might just having an, another person to expound might. Make make it longer at the same time. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's an interesting experiment. Yeah, bring one of bring Dan on. I need to I need to talk to him. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Dan's listening to this right now, and just a, a cold shot of fear went through him because he's like, I, I enjoy listening to Matt. I don't need to talk to Matt. I feel the same way often. Well, no, not, That's not true. Yeah. What? No, what, why? Well, you do ignore your friends. We did, we did. We did establish we did, that, yes. did establish that. Although, honestly, he called me too. So, because I also <laughs> ignore my friends. Here we go. We've been playing phone tag for a couple days. But, yeah. anyway, um, join us next time for Rushmore and the Book of Eli. What a weird combo.
not only my dreams. My belief is that all these dreams are, are yours as well. And the only distinction between me and you is that I can articulate them. And that is what poetry or painting or literature or filmmaking is all about. It's as simple as that. And I, I make films because I have not learned anything else. And I know I can do it to a certain degree. <laughs> and it is my duty because this uh, might be the, the inner chronicle of what we are and we have to articulate ourselves, otherwise we would be cows in the field. Did you see the baby Yoda that was revealed in the pilot yet? I have seen it on the set. I've seen it on the set and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreakingly beautiful. It made you cry when you saw it.